0: Up, up, up. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. Three, two, one, let's go.
1: Hey, I'm Coach C. Collins. Coach MJ, GGT. And welcome to About That Life Podcast where we talk a little bit of basketball. AAU obviously is a main point of emphasis. We talk about life. We talk about things in general, get different perspectives. And I am very excited for this episode because, for one, I got my co host back for a minute because hey, he, <laughs> he's been a, a minute. busy man and hasn't been able to do as much here. But again, that's fair because we all got lives, we dads, we got things going on. So happy you're back, Mark. I appreciate you, man. And then I got a great guest. Um, it's been a, a friend of mine for a long time, uh, a little bro of mine. He actually played ball against my little brother so that's even that's even funnier so shout out to Webb right um but uh what he accomplished this year which we're going to get into big time is um is uh something that I definitely would want to highlight big time for a lot of people um I even had the fortunate side of uh coaching his son in AAU and that's where we really uh got to know each other even more and connected so Um, We'll get all into that in a a second, but first, shout out to my sponsors, uh, Dr. Dish, best shooting machine on the market. If you are in line looking for a shooting machine for your facility or for your home, go ahead and check them out. Um, uh, Also, if you're looking for AAU tournaments um, or even rec league level, go to Hardwood Palace over here in Rockland, California. Um, They have a great facility. They've been very consistent for the last, I believe, 15 to 20 years so go ahead and check them out hit up steve or grant let them know about their life sent you also hit up dr dish let them know about their life sent you and they will hook you up with a discount now let's get to our guests so this brother has not only um coached the game he knows the game he's played the game at a high level um he essentially was able to live that dream that a lot of kids are fighting for right now getting highly recruited but um his story is one that um is uh definitely one to admire and what he's accomplished and where he's at now being a family man being the varsity coach at sacramento high won a section title and again we'll get all into that but i'm really happy to have this brother because he's a good dude has a good heart and a good passion for the game without further ado matt johnson
0: Welcome appreciate y'all. <laughs>
2: appreciate y'all, man. That was a great intro. A great intro. <laughs>
1: you but can now, tell I've done this a while. Right, right.
2: right. But no, I'm a big fan of the show. I appreciate you guys, man, for having me on here. I watch like almost all your episodes. I'm a Patreon. What's it called? A Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I subscribe on the YouTube. I appreciate so that. It's an honor for me to be here. Yeah, I'm so appreciate it.
1: No, nah, man. Um, well, before we obviously get into the high school and the AU and all that stuff, um, you know, first question uh, for the people checking out on YouTube and the people that are listening, um, tell them who you are, your background in basketball. I mean, obviously, you got a lot. But, you know, give us a brief synopsis on uh, Matt Johnson, the Hooper.
2: Right. So um, I started I, – I played my whole life, you know, obviously, like all of us did. Um, I grew up just falling in love with the game on my own, not really, not really having the trainers, not really doing the AAU thing because we didn't have that back in our day. You right. know, you had to find the love of the game for yourself – um, yeah, street so, ball. Yeah, street <laughs> ball. Like, yeah, playing at the parks, playing <laughs> yeah. outside, um, and that's that's how I did it too. Um, come to find out, I was pretty good at it. So when you're good at something, you tend to like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, you t- it's easier to fall in love with something you like, something you're good at. Um, so once I found out I was good at it, I just kept pursuing it, kept pursuing it. The doors kept opening, I kept getting opportunities. People kept helping me. Like I never, I was never a kid where people were trying to help me. You know, and then once I had people reaching their hand out to help me, I was like, oh, this might be something good right. for me. You. you know, let's, let's keep exploring this. Um, fast forward, I went to Sac High. Long story how I even got to Sac High. <laughs> but I ended up at Sac High. Um, Derek Swafford, I met him like one of the first days on campus. I was a freshman and everybody had told me you gotta go meet this guy if you wanna play basketball here. His name is Derek Swafford. And I was I seen him big tall, six, I don't know, six four. But his <laughs> his stature is so much bigger, like his, right. his his he's intimidating. And I was kinda scared of him the first time I seen him. He had a big suit on and, and I was like, Man, I went up to him and I was like, Hey coach, I wanna play basketball. He looked at me and said, You're on the freshman team. I was like, Oh okay. Freshman team I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just had to work, and I just had to grind my way up. I had to uh, impress Swafford. I had to impress Earl. I had to impress those guys, and, and that's a hard task, you know. Because when when I got to Sac High, that really that really changed me as a player. Because I'm playing with Dave Young. I'm playing with Jamel Swafford. I'm playing with Isaac Ricard and Jeremy Blair, Fabian Baker. All these like grown, studs. grown men <laughs> and studs. And you, if you guys know the names, yeah, you right. guys know them. And the team they were so good they were like they won 31 games um, they wow. were they, they were yeah they were thirty one and three they were they were legit. so I'm looking up to all these guys. I see how they work, I'm going to practice with them, they're busting me um, and i'm just a, I'm just a firm believer that iron sharpens iron and those guys really sharpened me and I feel like I sharpened them and so when it was my turn to take over the mantle when those guys retired or mm-hmm. graduated, when it was my turn to take over the mantle, I just felt like They started something here. I always call them the founding fathers of Sakai. That's what I call them, those guys, the founding fathers. Even um, Chuka, if you know he's a barber now, Chuka, you know what I mean? But all those guys are the founding fathers because they're they're the ones who started it. They're the ones who broke through that gate, broke through that door, opened all those barriers for guys like me to come through. Like, I get a lot of credit and I get a lot of love, um, but those guys are the ones who first knocked down those barriers. Those are my big bros. Right. Um, so when I got that mantle to them, I remember um, Jamel Swafford. he handed me his jersey and he said, it's your, after they lost, he was like, it's your turn. And I wore that same jersey, number two, number one. Wow. So I took it I took it in my heart. You know what I mean? I took it like that meant something to me. And not just me, the Kevin Galloways, the Dion Clays of the world, we all like embodied that and embraced it. And so when it was our turn to take over that legacy, we took it over for <laughs> sure and carried it on. You know what I mean? Nice. They broke that barrier. We ascended it. And then it just kept going on ever since then. I don't know if you guys know Sakai. It used to be a powerhouse yeah. um, back no, in the day. I,
1: I, I remember, well, like I said, with Webb and yeah. watching kind of from afar, you guys going at it because I was, shit, I was out by then. But no, I remember. No, I absolutely do. Yeah. And how, I mean, go ahead. Talk. Tell, oh, me, yeah. tell me more about that, uh, man. Tell it now now you're the man or you're <laughs> yeah. sitting on top of that hill.
2: Right. So it was my turn. So. I just want. I, we just wanted to all do it the right way, and you know that's that's just what we did. Work hard, show those guys because those guys worked hard, so we wanted to work hard. We ended up winning. We won a lot. We won thirty-one games as well. Nice. Um, we won a section championship. We went to the state. what did we go? NorCal finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then wow. lost the NorCal finals. Um, so we had a really good team. We hung up like three banners. Nice. Um, wow. So it was nice. It was nice. We had a good career there. Um, so I felt like we carried on that legacy. I felt like we 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 carried on that tradition and. If you look back fast forward 20 years from now, you know, that that legacy continued on for a long time. It's not my legacy. It's the legacy of Swafford, But I played a big role in it. I played a big part of it to carry to carry on that torch Mm -hmm. um, that that my big bro started. Um, So it means a lot to me. But then. okay, so after that, I went to Sierra College. Right. Um I had two kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just right. throw that in there. I had two kids. I was getting recruited by colleges. Look, man, you ain't the only one. <laughs> yeah, my life was so crazy. Um, University of San Francisco, they're the first ones to offer me a scholarship. Um, SAC State was recruiting me. So I had I had opportunities out of high school. Um, but I was just I was a little kid. My my, my world was so crazy. Um I didn't even take my SATs. Like oh, I never wow. took my okay. SATs. I had a three point right. five GPA and I never oh. even took my SATs. Right. All I had to do is write my name on the paper. You right. Yes. right. You yeah. know what I mean? never did i signed up for it one time and then i had like my son got sick i had to go i signed up for it. another time we had a basketball game i was like oh that's more important i signed up for it again and, and i just didn't go um just i don't know it's just young, young and man dumb being, and, young, uh, like, being young it's just being yeah but other priorities that were more important than these stupid SATs. that's how i felt but they weren't stupid right um so i went to juco i wasn't a qualifier i went to juco played two years for fasano um john fasano up at sierra college he taught me a lot like i i give i give Swafford a lot of credit, mm-hmm. but I give Fasano a lot of credit as well because Swafford taught me how to play hard. Swa- uh, Fasano taught me how to be tough, okay. how to be a man, how to how to fight through the adversity, how to, you know, he 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 took that chip on my shoulder, he made it a little bit bigger, right? right. Um, because pretty much every day he challenged me to be better, challenged me to be stronger, tougher, all that good stuff. So it helped me out a lot of my career. Um, and then I ended up getting a scholarship, going to NAU, playing there. Um, had a good career there. Came back home, played in the ABA, bounced around the ABA. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know how the ABA. Yeah, I yeah, see the yeah. Ball yeah, yeah, yeah. that was me
1: in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a it's a different league, man. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie Semi Pro, but that is the ABA, right? Yeah, that is definitely true. <laughs> but there's a lot of good hoopers there, and it's a yeah. grind. If guys yeah. who love the game, and you like my whole thing was I'm always trying to just make it out of here. And if this is what I got to do, then this is what I got to do. So I just grinded my way through the ABA, ended up making it, bounced around overseas
1: a little bit, and then. Yeah, that was my plan. Yeah, there you go, there you go. No, that's good. So then, did you at any point play like some AAU, or was it mainly just you know street Um, ball high school? No, I
2: did play AAU. So I played for the Sacramento Kamikazes, which was just like my friend's league that we started with his dad. So like a dad dad team. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up I played for what was it called? Um, Brian Mitchell's SSA team. Okay. Yeah, and then we went to I went to Vegas. I went to the big time and all that stuff. We got whooped. Um, (laughs) But it was like me, Rob Rose um some other guys we were pretty good like the sacramento All all right 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 yeah but we yep. got whooped but hey <laughs> he was so different nowadays right. than it
1: was back then oh yeah, yeah absolutely i mean it was you know it was like the best of the best of the best you know it was and you know let's just call it what it is i mean i'm a part of this machine so i can't act like it's not a use watered down some obviously but i still think uh i think it has its pros and its cons no right. doubt about that obviously i'm i'm <laughs> I'm I'm waist deep in all this, so I can't I can't act like I can't act like I'm not around it, but you know, I, I do like the uh, platform it provides, you know what I mean? It just gives kids a fighting chance, right? So that's the biggest thing with me. Um Mark, did you have anything off the top uh, well, of your head? I was gonna or?
3: say for you for, for you, like, you know, being born and raised in Sacramento, how was because I know as as the years go on, how was the culture during your time, during high school, and even during your JUCO time, compared to what you see today, culture-wise. Ah, oh,
2: man. And so, I'm such a homer. I love right. Sacramento. <laughs> I, I, like, I literally, I'm everything 916. I'm everything right. in Sacramento. So. I've always felt like Sacramento basketball culture is just, it's been top tier. You know, all my friends were hoopers and Mm -hmm. we go and travel to other places. We go to the Bay, we go to LA and we win. You know what I mean? We go out of state and we win. So I don't know if it was just me and my group of friends and just our time that was excellent or it was just Sacramento. But then I start, I kept watching and, you know, we got hoopers out here. We always have hoopers out here. We have some of the, some of the best in the world. Like we're not great. We're we're in California. You know what I mean? We're in California. So you're always going to have great talent out here, no matter what. And then we're in Sacramento, which is the capital. Yeah. We're also like, it's a, it's a little hotbed for basketball. We've always had some nice little talent. We always have players coming out going to the NBA and going far and going to college and, and making their name out of Sacramento. Um, so I just, I feel like we've always had a good, rich tradition, good, rich culture. Um, I just felt everything's a little watered down nowadays. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? We're in a TikTok era. We're in a, we're in a <laughs> yeah. video game era. Kids, yeah. I go in the gym and I see kids not warming up. They're TikToking yeah. on the sideline, yeah. getting ready for yeah. games. I'm like, yeah. man, we used to be on put, right. putting our game face on. We used right. to be ready yeah. for war. It's These kids like are dancing that. and TikToking nowadays. <laughs> it's, it's a little and different. But TikToking with the opponents. Right. Like, yeah. like yeah. you're my yeah, boy, yeah, but yeah. I'm not talking to you before. Yeah, the when game we're about to play. No, 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 not at all. So I just feel like that's the biggest difference with basketball nowadays. But I mean, as far as talent wise, we still yeah. got it.
1: You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Well, fast forward. Um, before we talk about the high school side, what I wanted to ask you was, especially your perspective, because I don't get, <clears throat> I don't get to sit down with too many um, parents um, that were basketball players that let me coach their kid. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's mm. what you in a unique spot, right? Yeah. Um yeah. And I'm curious on your perception of a coach like me who. Most people know I'm a pretty tough coach, <laughs> and, I, and I'm I'm going to hold kids very accountable. But at the same time, I really try to, you know, break them down, and, but uh, uh, love on them and push them to be, in my opinion, the best version I can get of them. And um, your son included. I remember that team, you know, uh, God rest his soul with Anthony and whatnot. I mean, they were, they were phenomenal. I think we only had one or, no, maybe three losses that whole time. I think we lost okay. to the Oakland Soldiers once. Uh, th- I was random. at that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Soldiers game, we lost <laughs> yeah. by like one or two yeah. points, something like that, and I think it was like two other games. But other than that, I think we won like 50 games straight, right? They were they were killing it, right? It was a great team, phenomenal team. But I was always curious from your side of it, being a, a guy who knows the game, who's played the game, watching someone like me coaching your kid. I just wondered if you had any – reflection or thoughts on thinking well, about that yeah this is how
2: I'll, this is how I always view you and I view your program and I view YBA like you guys are one of the best programs in Sacramento like even nowadays I don't even know if you know but when parents hit me up like where should I send my kid I always say YBA and I Thanks, always man, refer I appreciate you that. and I, I don't, don't know it. if they say oh Matt Johnson sent me or not I don't even care <laughs> but I want to help what you guys got going on here and I wish we had more programs like this program out in Sacramento I think it would be a lot better for everybody. Um, Thank you. But I think you're a great man. You know what I mean? I think you, you carry yourself away, you, great. You stand for a lot of great things. You coach great. Um, and I know you're not
1: fishing for compliments, no, this not, is I'm my not, opinion. No, I'm because not. If I, you just, give, I gave my son like, to you. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? So, no.
2: like, I, I, I And that's why I like to well. hear from
1: parents because, yeah. you know, on this show, the overall thing, I want them to hear from, like, Mark's expertise on the training side, my expertise on the coaching and AAU side. So it's very... It, it, that's why I like having guests from different vantage points right? right and then again you're a guy who played the game who trusted someone mm-hmm. to coach your son up you know what right. I mean like obviously you know it's again it's like you know the game you you under, you know the difference between a bad coach and a good coach right. you know these things yep. and it's like you trusted me for essentially like to almost two years to you know coach your boy you know I, what I'm I didn't
2: want I didn't want somebody who just rolls the ball out and lets the kids play you know what I mean and I like that I like that you yell I like that you cuss I like that you say some of the things that I can't say you know right. what I mean well I, I say them to the other kids I can't right. say them to my exactly. own son right. um, but we, I feel like we coach very similar I'm right. over, I'm down, we coach against yeah each other. yeah of course I'm down here yelling <laughs> you're down here <laughs> you're yelling absolutely right. you're like, what are you doing I'm like, what are you doing we look at each other you know what I mean right. <laughs> so um, we coach very similar so I felt like. Um, it would be it's just a natural transition for my son to play here. You guys have great opportunities, great facilities, great programs, and you're a great coach. So it just it was just a natural and and I know you personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know you off the court as well. Um and I and when all those things align, then it's like it, it's it's a no brainer. So yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Did uh Mark, that's you got dope. anything no, off no, you no, think. No. Okay. That's, that's dope. So let's I wanna get to your high school year. So for those who um, are checking this out on YouTube, um uh, and uh, obviously, if you're listening, I, if you're if you're in Sacramento, you know what this man did this past year, and it, and it was pretty freaking incredible. Again, I don't know the history. I kicked myself because I meant I wanted to take a mental note to see if there's any coaches that did what you did to see just how many I. I but I'm pretty sure it's got to be statistically very very low. So right. he's a first year head coach who won a section title. Now, again, I don't know too many coaches yeah. varsity coaches first year do no. that. You know. You know, usually takes coaches. I want to say at least from my, and again, this is my own anecdotal opinion. I want to say at least five to six years before they really yeah. even get a shot. Yeah, he did it in one. You Excellent. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and um, and he went against a uh, uh, in the championship. I mean, you get went against a team that has obviously a rich history too, like Vanden. And shout out to Coach Mike because you know he runs a, he runs a great program there at Vanden High School, and uh, he's he's a future guests I want to get on my nice. show too. But yeah. it's like when I saw you guys um uh going against each other, I wish I could have went to the freaking game, but I had work here obviously. Yeah. But yeah. no, it was literally, I was like, man, I was confused because I'm a fan of both these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. again, and I think I've said it on the show before, you know, watching uh uh young, younger African American coaches coming out here doing their thing yeah. with with young black children yep. on top of that and culturally and everything like him him and Mike um are, are very um similar in terms mm-hmm. of uh how they coach who they are as men things like that so when I saw they were both in the championship like Van Denberg, oh. sack high I was like damn That's I don't know who to root guy. for you <laughs> know what I mean I just was like either way yeah. I hope either one of these guys yeah. win like yeah. and and obviously you came out ahead but really you know and I and And please put in plugs for all the stuff you're doing because I know you're doing like a documentary on this and, you know, putting your putting a lot of this information out. But please, this is, you know, your moment to shine. But please describe that journey, that that process, how you feel about it, everything, man. You know, tell me, man, it's it's Uh on you.
2: Well, it was, first of all, it was a great journey. It was an amazing journey. It was a surreal journey. Like, and for it to cap off with a championship, like, that's just, like, the icing on top, the cherry on top of a, a special great season. But even if we didn't win the championship, like, we accomplished a lot of other things um, that I'm super proud of. You know, everybody everybody notices the big shiny object at the end, which is the championship. Mm-hmm. But like all the other work that we did, like the work in the community, the work at the school, just to work with the boys to mature them, to, for them to become better men. Um, those are things that I'm proud of. Like, like, I don't want to say the kids' names out there, but some GPAs were a little bit lower and now mm-hmm. those GPAs are a little bit higher. Nice. You know what I mean? Some kids' confidence was a little bit lower. Now those kids' confidence are a little bit higher. Um and the kids we talk about stuff all the time like outside of basketball like one of my old coaches said if all you do is talk to your kids about basketball you failed them as a coach you know mm-hmm. well it's all if all you do is talk to your kids about the sport that you coach and you fail them as a coach and i really believe that because we're not just basketball coaches we're mentors we're role models we're life people yeah. that that they look up to so we need to be good examples for them um and then just my coaching style like i was just an open book to them like i i opened my life up to them i, I i'm an open book with everything and then it's just a mutual respect thing uh, with the kids, and and they just they accepted me, and then we had something really special. And it's sad because, like I always say, like I'm I'm like I'm you I'm new to this coaching stuff, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. pour my heart into this team, right. you know what I mean. And now, like I have a lot of returners coming back, but that core, that group of team, that will never be the same again. Like those that that ten guys we had, well, I'll never be able to coach those same ten guys again. Um, so it's a sad feeling, but um, we accomplished a lot of things. And then it's, it's an exciting feeling, though, too, now, because now I look forward and I was like, okay, now I got these guys and these guys and these guys, right. and mean we got next year going. Now in. you got to set now, the bar higher, right? Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And now we can keep going, and now we got this, and now we got that. So it's, it's, it's a fun feeling, but that team we had was something really special. Like, I don't know if they're going to be the best team I ever coached. I don't know if they're going to be the worst team I ever coached, but I know they were my first group, and for them to trust me and for them to play so hard for me, because really it's all about them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much credit they're getting. I'm getting some credit, whatever. But it's really about them to them to trust me, to them to play hard, for them to trust each other Um, like it's really something special. And And then shout out to my coaching staff as well um i couldn't have did it without him a great group of guys like even
1: brian
0: back. even brian <laughs> even, oh yeah shout out shout out <laughs> brian edwards man <laughs> he's
2: on fire even <laughs> brian <laughs> nah, shout out to brian brian and it's funny because people brian, brian guy, doesn't man. get a lot that's of credit yeah brian doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does but he brings a lot to the table you know yeah. they made a joke like oh brian you just hold my clipboard for me and maybe <laughs> on the outside that's what it looks like but brian's constantly in my ear he calls me all the time we talk all the time he's a support guy he's a rock guy and a lot of times um a good, good coaching staffs and good teams. And they have a lot more people who are just not X's and O's guys. Not saying Brian's not an X's and O's guy, right? but, um, sometimes it's about relationship guys. Sometimes it's about support guys. Everybody can't be an X's and no guy. We can't have okay. 10 guys in the kitchen trying to cook. You right. know what I mean? Like right. other guys have to hold the plate. Other guys have to clean up the mess. Like everybody has to have a role yep. that they have to play in order for the, for the ship to run good. Yeah. Um, and Brian's definitely, um, one of those pieces that keep everything going. All right. There, Brian. You so. happy I shouted you out? Man. <laughs> you know he's going to say something. No, man, I know. You better me, out, text man. me right now. All right? You know that was happening. Yeah. Bri-
1: Brian's this I, this OG. Yeah. I coached his son, Omar. Oh, really? Yeah, he's just he's hilarious. He's a good yeah. dude, though. He's helping me assistant coach at YBA right okay, now. So okay. I appreciate it. So then, okay, so for you, when you stepped into this varsity role and, and you got the job, I mean, was it like, you know, straight from a uh, – you know, day one. I mean, I know. I remember looking at your um your Instagram and mm-hmm. your stories, man. Mm-hmm. You you had he had his kids in the gym like all the time, yeah, man, like all the time. You know, like yeah, Mark, you would definitely appreciate mm-hmm. this because yeah. he was Clear like, that, yeah, they were definitely. He was doing open runs. He was doing uh, shoot arounds. You were doing weights. You were doing. Oh. I mean, I know. I saw it constantly. You know what I mean. And um and he had them. You know. Started getting them doing like us was uh, what would you call it? Summer AU stuff yep, and spring yep. AU stuff, and just he had them going right from day one, you know. Compared. Yeah, Compared. and I, I, man, I look at what you did. I just again, I, I always kind of sit back and look at other people's work and watch you know, watch the fruit they bear and, and man, you, you know, you deserve all the credit in the world for what you did, man. Like you do. I'm just saying, cause I saw it from day one. Like I said, right. I'm just, uh, you know, I don't look at everybody's Instagram. I'll be honest, but I, there's certain people I do. I look at his, I look at yours. I look at, you know, there's certain stories I just kind of what, what right. are they up to, man. Right. You know what I mean? And I saw you guys, you working every day, bro. Did, um, uh, obviously you had your star players. Um, was there maybe a, couple kids that kinda, you know, snuck in from the back there like you didn't expect to be or shine as much as they good, because as a coach, you know, we obviously know, like, okay, this yeah. is my go-to guys, but someone someone always surprises you, so I was wondering if you had a couple.
2: Well, it's funny, because ju- you kind of jumped back, so when I first got the job, well, before I even got the job, they are like, do you even want the job, Matt? Sakai's not very good, I'm hearing all this stuff, they're like, oh, the admin's up and down, they got, mm. they got different head coaches, they got different ADs, you're not going to get any support from the community, you're not going to get anything from this, the team's not very good. And I'm like, okay, I already know the community. Right, you know what I mean? Right. I don't care about the AD and the admin. I can get along with anybody, I feel right, like. Right. Um, that has nothing to do with me. Um and then the players, I look at the roster, I'm like, this team can be pretty
1: good. Right.
2: Like I because I knew the kids. I like, yeah. I'm yeah. a Sakai guy. You yeah. know, um, one of the kids dated my daughter before I even coached on the basketball team. <laughs> I coach, yeah. I coached some of the kids. That's no, you yeah. had a Doc Rivers moment. <laughs> right. No, seriously. Yeah. I threw that in there real quick. I right, know right. it's true. No, but it helps you build yeah. relationships. No, absolutely. The kids know absolutely. me. I know I know the kids. Um I coached some of them on AAU teams. Um, with my Lions yeah. AAU team. Some yeah. of them were already at Sakai. So it's not like I didn't know any of the kids. So I, I looked at the roster. I'm like, we can be pretty good. If, if all these pieces come together, we can be pretty good. Um, and then like you guys said, we went to the gym right away. Like I'm no stranger to hard work. That's what I believe in. That's my core is hard work. You know, hard work pays off. Um, but the hardest part is these boys weren't ready to work hard. Yeah, like it's funny because you and I was I was pretty good on the angles on my Instagram because I'd show the Instagram. <laughs> but sometimes there were only three kids in the gym working, right. four kids in the gym working. Right. You know what I mean? All my team's not there. Yeah. Um, so it took time for us to, and I'd bring my son out I'd bring his friends out i yeah, yeah, yeah. I bring Brian's son out just to get kids in the gym working out so the other kids can see like yeah. oh we're building something over here you know mm-hmm. what I mean I'd, I'd invite the community I'd invite the alumni to open gyms just to get good
1: runs in so now my boys want to come to the gym right. so I
2: kind of had to like you entice them
1: you had to build literally from scratch, you had to build the consistency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I'm easy. like, Hey
2: guys, we're here working. Right. Hey guys, we're right. in the gym. Right. Hey guys, you want to come today? Okay. Cause I didn't really make it mandatory cause mm-hmm. we're in the summertime right, and of course. but I'm like waving my hand like, Hey guys, we're in the gym. We're working hard over here. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to come? And then right. guys started coming and guys started coming and And then it was just, they got better and better and better. So it was, it was, it was pretty dope. But as far as like kids surprising me, like, uh, I mean, you got to start with a Shabal still. You know yeah, I, mean? I remember
1: he posted. I tried to recruit him for AU, years. Uh, like got did, him. Do you know where he came from? <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah. you know, we talked briefly about like, his background. Yeah, nobody knows where yeah. he came from. The kid hasn't yeah.
2: played. He's never played anywhere. He came to the. I seen him walking around campus. He was. He's like six four, big shoulders,
1: big yeah. kid, and six, he's super five, athletic. This super kid. athletic. Yeah, this kid's I'm good. Good.
2: like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, hey, kid, do you play basketball? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, coach, I play basketball. No, he's like, yeah, I play basketball and football. I was like, well, I'm the new basketball coach. Come, come to practice. He's like, okay, I don't have no shoes. Whatever. He came to practice in some boots and some jeans, oh, and he wow. went up there. First thing he do, grab the ball and goes in windmills. What? Wow. In boots? I'm like, okay. Like, okay, come we'll, practice. We'll, we'll figure this one out. I'm yeah. like, oh, what size Netflix shoes you wear? Stuff, He's like 13. Right? I think wow. I took my shoes off my feet and gave to him because I wear size 13. You wear right? the same shoes. No, I think I had some shoes in my car. That's but funny. I'm like, here, yeah, take these yeah, and come yeah, practice. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have no shorts. Coach, here's some shorts right here. We got some extras. Come practice. So he That's came to practice, and then and the first day, he, like, dunks on my center. I'm yeah, wow, like, oh, this kid – and you know who – I don't yeah. know if you know him, but this kid is uh, a player. right? Um, and then I'm like, man, he came out of nowhere. And then just for him to trust me and to buy into the program, because this is a kid who hasn't really played basketball, haven't really been a part of that structure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And for him to pretty much, like, give his life to me, in a sense, and his parents too, to, like, trust me and let me mentor him and let me guide him – um, I feel like he was the biggest surprise, you know, wow. for sure, because he wasn't even on my radar or my roster. Wow. I thought we could have won. I'm looking at pieces without him, but then you throw him in there, he averaged a double-double for us, yeah. like 11 points, 11 rebounds, then four blocks or three blocks. Wow. Like Amazing numbers. That's um, a great story, man. So great story. So he surprised me the most. And then just – I mean, I feel like all the kids developed. Like a Mike Wilson, he went from being a shy kid in the corner who just wanted to shoot threes to our leader on our team. Nice. You know what I mean? Our vocal leader, our senior leader, like the team – rallied around him and hopped on his back. You know, um, everybody knows who Kendall Hearn is, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. a superstar and he lived up to the name um, for <laughs> sure. He had a great year, but what, I, what, what impressed me about him the most was he went from being like a dunker to a point guard playmaker for us. He averaged like 6.8 assists. In nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like oh. he, he was passing that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, so unselfish because I mean we had a lot of players. So some people have to like take different roles. Mm-hmm. And he went from being like a score slasher to a playmaker. Nice. And huh? he took on different roles and then on to my next guy, Sir Marius Jones. Um Detta, we call him, the yeah. soft, the sophomore sensation. <laughs> um it's funny because I didn't really so he was he like Detta, we call him Detta. Yeah. He was like our highest, he's like our highest ranked player or highest talented right, right, player, right. highest recruited player. Right. I don't know. He has D one colleges already banging down his door to to get to talk to him right 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 <laughs> um um but he was coming off an injury I didn't really know him he's one of the kids who I didn't know but I'm hearing everything about him like, right oh he's gonna do this and he's gonna do this and, <laughs> and I'm like okay let me see it you know let me see it and he was coming off an injury um so it took him he didn't work out with us all summer okay. you know what I mean so as as everybody's working out and everybody's grinding he was recovering from his injury um which was he came every day you know total team guy total team guy nice um and then um When he finally got healthy, oh, the boy was a stud. Wow. Yeah, the boy is, a, he lives up to the hype. He lives up to everything. Everybody sophomore? talks about him. What is he, 6'3", sophomore, probably one of wow. the best shooters in Sacramento. Nice. He's out there at Golden One Arena hitting NBA threes. He really hit the game-winning three from the um, top of the key. Like, he's just such, wow. a, such a bad shot. He knows He knows, <laughs> He knows. knows me, too. We talk about it all the time, but for him, he can do it. Yeah. He gets the ball at the top of the key. There's 20 seconds on the shot clock. He's just dribbling the ball. His defender backs up. He just rises up. Wow. I think he goes, like, through his legs and then rises up from NBA three with, yeah. like, There's like a minute 30 on the shot. I mean, the minute 30 in the game in the fourth quarter, it's like, um, I think we're down by one. He just rises up and Uh, just so much confidence just bow, knocks it down. We go ahead. We never look back again, and we win the game. Nice. And it's like... Just that to the confidence to take that shot as a sophomore. Yeah. Like I'm excited to see what this kid does. Wow. I can see him averaging 25, 30 points a game. He might go down as Sakai's all-time leading scorer. Wow. You know, if a prep school doesn't come pluck him. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: possible. That's yeah. possible. did <laughs> um, Mark, you got anything to add today? I know you just, no, 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 you're that's, just that's amazing listening and that yes. all, reminiscing yes. to all this. Yes. But no, um, no, that's great, man. I mean, like I said, you've you've really changed the culture at Sakai. You've helped revitalize it, and that and that kind of Funny enough, it um makes me think of just Sacramento in general, man. I mean, uh, this year, um, I think basketball in Sac is thriving at its highest in a long time. Uh, shout out to uh, Sac State women's basketball team. They won. Uh, mm-hmm. The conference They won the Big Sky Conference And they're um, They made it to um, March Madness I don't know how they did I didn't get a chance to look I should have checked But um, And then obviously Sacramento Kings Right mm-hmm. You should be happy You're a legit a Kings Ford. fan you're, you're not a, You're not no bandwagon mm-hmm. But he's a legit Kings fan yeah, Just yeah, like yeah. I was a legit Warriors yeah, fan yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: every year, every year, I, I brag and say Kings are going to the playoffs, and this year we're actually going right. to the playoffs. So I'm kind of shutting up. I'm letting everybody else do the talking. I'm like, yeah, but I've been he saying a, it for he's years. Been a, he's yeah. been a true Kings that fan,
1: man. Good then. And then obviously know. to watch Sac High do what you guys do. I mean, even Sac State men's. You know, yeah, they they, really coach, Patrick there, yeah, they coach Patrick out there. They revitalize it. Yep. So you know, basketball culture in Sac is thriving right now. And um, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It just it just seems to be working.
2: Well. This is my, because I, I I agree. Yeah. And my thought is, and um, I went to the Yellow Jackets tournament the other day, and shout out to the, you know, shout out to Mikey. He always does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just looked around, and we'll get to AAU basketball <laughs> later on, <I laughs> Oh, guess. yeah, we'll definitely but talk about all that. I looked around, <laughs> and what I seen was a lot of great leadership, a lot of great mm-hmm. coaches, a lot of great men uh, and women, but... Well, we're on the men's side. Right right, 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 right. But a lot of great men in position to lead these other young men. And I just I just looked around and I was really impressed. I was like, oh, I like him. I like TJ. I like Chris. I like um, Dom P. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, like, yeah. I like a lot of people and I like what they stand for and I like what they bring to the table. So I feel like when you put certain people in positions, then a lot of success will follow. You know what I mean? Because it takes certain – certain people are leader of men. Certain people stand for certain things. And then when you have those guys to help guide other people um, – success tends to follow as long as those right people are in place. And I look around, I look around the AAU world, I look around the basketball world, and I feel like there's a lot of right pieces in place. Yeah, And that's there's no secret why they're having success. That's what I feel like. Even like a Mike Brown for the Kings. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You bring a Mike Brown in, and then now success
1: follows. Hey, um, he's got to win Coach of the Year. Right? I, I, right? If Have he don't to. win Coach Have of the Year, who? I'm like, who else is going to yeah, win yeah. that shit? Because he came in and just, man, he Have just changed to. the whole culture. And, uh, well, Mark's a Laker fan, so yeah. it's a – Bit you of know, a rough year. Right? You really don't know. even make it look, to the playoffs, <laughs> <maybe. laughs> Look, man, you're feeling what we felt yeah. for a long time.
2: It's been rough. It's rough. Right. It's been we're, rough. we're over here fighting for playoffs. Right, and all right. And you're probably even going to make it. Exactly, there, man. You know. That's what
1: I'm like, look, dude, you're, you you got, rough. at the end of the day, you still got plenty of championships. Yes, okay. We'll be, back. We'll be, back. We'll be back. It, back. I think even right now, um, it was funny, I was, I think I was looking at the playoff season. I think if we started the playoffs right now, because the Kings are in second, I believe, and uh, I think the Warriors. I think we dropped to seventh or s- no sixth or seventh. It, yeah, yeah so, yeah. so it's like if we would have started right now, it'd be the Kings versus the yeah. Warriors. Right. Ooh. I was like, imagine the price of the of the right. gold one tickets go up oh, <laughs> or or so the, much. Even
4: the Kings versus Lakers. Like right. I, I kind of
1: want
2: that. The exactly. First round, you know? <laughs> right. But, that would be. But any of those, I know. But anybody we play, is going to be crazy. Yeah. down There, you know what I mean. Right. Trying to get to a game. That's or what I two, say. Or, like right. you better, yeah.
1: man. I, it's funny because so many people are. Um, like, it's, I have so many kids missing practices and stuff. So like, I'm going to a Kings game, coach. And I'm like, I get it. It's like, the kids are winning. I can't, excuse, I, can't, yeah. I can't hate on that. They're winning. They're doing their thing. Now, if they were like, you know, 10 and 40, right. I'd be like, for what? Like, right. what are you going there for? But <laughs> right. now, but you know, I'm like, all right, man, go light the beam. Go be happy. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, right. no, they're doing good. So let's segue into AU, right? Let's segue. Um, overall, what what is your. What is your take overall, good, bad? Obviously, you had your son in it. You Deep see breath. it now. Like, Deep breath. Yeah. Deep breath. Go, go ahead and give me your perspective in AAU basketball.
2: Here's, here's my thoughts. It's, and it's because, like, I'm such a basketball purist. You know what I mean? So I'll start with – I'll do the sandwich method. I'll start with something good, say something <laughs> bad, say something, say something good. <laughs> like, So for something good, like we talked about earlier, it gives the kids opportunities to play basketball. It's so much exposure for the kids. It's so much opportunity for the kids. You don't have to be the best player in the world like we used to have to be to play yes. AAU. Like, any kid can play AAU nowadays, which is great. Like, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But what does that equal to? A watered-down product, um, a super watered-down product from the players to the coaches to the referees. And I'm not trying to knock anybody. This is just my honest opinion. and I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. I'm just saying my honest personal opinion. Like, AAU is – it's it's a selfish brand of basketball. You know what I mean? Like everybody's out to get them. And I don't know where it came from or how it started, but everybody thinks AAU is like highlight tape, me time, showcase what I got now. And like, that's so weird. And I'm so against that brand of basketball. Like I teach team basketball. I I preach team basketball. Um, the game becomes so much easier when you pass the ball to your teammate, you know what I mean? And then right. you get the ball back and you're wide open and then you shoot your shot. Right. Like you want to, dri- you want to get the rebound, you want to dribble down, you want to go one on five, you want to shoot the ball. It's not going to work. No, like it's not going to work ever. And then, but sometimes it does. So now you think you're good. And in AAU, it does because nobody's rotating on defense. Right. <laughs> you exactly. What I'm that's saying? a whole nother thing. And that's a whole nother thing. So like, Everybody thinks I'm, like, this great coach and I'm not going to blah, blah, blah. And all that. I just feel like we, I, I teach the right way. Like, I teach basketball the right way. If the guy's open, pass him the ball. If he's not open, then you shoot the ball. You know, right. Or you take yeah, the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you create an opportunity. And on defense, you got to play hard. you got to rotate on. It's so – basketball is the most simplest game in the world mm-hmm. if you do it the right if, way. If you do it the right way, yes. But if you want to go behind your back and shoot threes and do all this – it. it, it <sighs> yeah (laughs) (laughs) no that's perfect
1: this is this is the type of stuff i want people to hear right um like but let me sandwich it you because then it's a good opportunity for the kids (laughs) and they get exposure and
2: the marketing (laughs) and the media and all that so it's still anytime a kid has a ball in his
1: hand it's a great thing okay Um, so i'll say that and then and then this is gonna on the flip side of it too what do you what is your perspective or thoughts on like um the training culture Right. Because obviously there are a lot of trainers. You know, I'm, I'm, I run a training business. Mark runs a training business on top of a media business. But it's like, um, obviously because, because basketball, there's so many players, it's become, you know, it's become a lucrative self-start business. It can be, you know what I mean? Um, you can get a lot of people who believe they're trainers. Right. And, um, you can get good ones, bad ones corrupt ones people in it for the wrong reasons the right reasons all all the above right just like in anything in life so i'm just curious your perspective on the training side in that culture
2: yeah i'm not in i'm not so i'm not in the trainer side of the Mm -hmm. world at all i'm outside looking in yeah um i have my own personal opinion on trainers and they're they're there they need them everybody needs a trainer because i like, okay, this is my personal opinion. I'm not a trainer. I, I will never train you. they would be like, coach, come in the gym and watch me shoot 100 shots. No. I don't want to watch you shoot 100 shots. I'll teach you how to play basketball. Right, right, but I'm not right. going to watch you shoot 100 shots. Go in the gym by yourself yeah. and shoot 100 right. shots, bro. You know what I mean? That's what I used to do. But no. But trainers, they're, they're for a purpose. Um but this is my thoughts on the training world and maybe I can help correct it and I'll, I'll throw it out there. I just feel like it's so dirty and shady. Like every time I meet a new trainer, they come to me and I'll just use you guys as an example. Mm -hmm. Like they'll come to me and say, don't train with him because he's not good. And he'll don't train with him because he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, like, don't, don't put down the next trainer to sell yourself. Just highlight what you can do. You know what I mean? Like, and I just feel like there's a lot of this back and forth and it's really muddy in Sacramento about because trainers are putting other trainers down and, don't put anybody down. Just lift people up. Like I can say the Kings are the best team in the world without saying the Lakers suck. No right. Offense. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. I can, I can highlight the Kings and say, they're great. They're amazing. We're yeah. the best. That doesn't mean just cause I say the Kings are the best. Doesn't mean the Lakers suck. You know, no. and I'm not saying that I'm yeah, just right. saying we're the best. Right. Uh, exactly. You
1: know, and yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that one, Mark?
3: No, I mean, he's right. Cause like I said, I feel like that's, shouldn't be like that, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about the kids. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When you bring ego into it, take away sports. When you bring ego into anything, it doesn't go well. Yep. You know, and then when you have kids, whether it's young kids, because at the end of the day, you you have to develop them, especially when you have them young and you influence them a certain type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, one, one bad coach, one bad trainer, even a bad parent can change a kid's trajectory for the rest of their life. Yep. Yeah. So when you yep. add the egos and the fighting and who's better, who's that, then that's when everything just collapses. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm definitely with him. Like, you know, there, there's a certain way to do it. You know what I'm saying? And to me, at the end of the day, you got to do it right.
1: Yep. So No, that's all good stuff. Well, I want to get into hot takes. Short Oops. from the YB. At that one. Hit the wrong damn button. There we go. Okay. Okay. Getting the hot takes. I wanted to talk about, um, especially because we are guys who play college ball, let's talk about the transfer portal. Oh, right? Let's talk about this college transfer portal. Um, from what I've seen right now, it's um, record numbers right now in uh, that portal right now. Yeah. And, I mean – we all went to college around the same time. Wasn't no damn transfer portal for us, uh, you gotta, <laughs> so toughen it out. You, gotta fight it you out, had love. to, you got to earn your stripes. Yeah. So I definitely am. Um, that's uh, this is why I say I don't need a script this time because there's just mm. so much to talk about, like especially between AU and college and everything. But yeah. this transfer portal has gotten just, I, I don't know, man. Like, and I'm, I, I just, my opinion is. The transfer portal has now turned college into AAU. Mm. It's turned college into for AAU. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you you know as well as I do. Oh, I don't, I don't like this team. I'm leaving. Yeah. Right? I don't like. Um, I mean, shit. Kids switch jerseys at halftime. Like, yeah, oh, man. we're this team losing? I'm gonna go play for you now <laughs> and win. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, game exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's. Uh, I hate to say it's turned college into that. And I do think, okay. It, Everything in extremes. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Anything in extremes is bad. So, right. So, I don't say you absolutely don't allow any kid to transfer under any circumstance. No, that's obviously wrong. But saying every kid can transfer anytime they feel like it with no sanctions, no penalties, no anything, that's too extreme, too. Right. I think you have to have a balance to it. Right. Um, Right, right, now I just don't get it. I mean, some yeah. kids can even be in good situations, yeah. and will still leave. Yeah, winning I, programs, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't understand. I'm seeing freshmen leave, um, and I'm like, what do? You, I remember being a college freshman. You knew whether I don't care if it's JC, NAIA, Division three, Division two, Division one, NCAA, what, whatever. You knew as a freshman you're starting over. You have to work your yes. way back up. It's yeah. your time you know, you got your time a little bit in preseason. You know, you maybe got some regular, you know, you have the twenty twenty rule. If you're down twenty, up twenty, okay, you get some minutes in yeah. and you know, yeah. freshman year, right? But you knew you had to work, right? Now, because of I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of the highlight culture or or the the social media culture, the Instagram culture. It's like the
2: sensitive culture. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you're not a Zion Williams where you're just a freshman right off the bat, starting and getting all kind of minutes, you leave. And I I don't know. You guys can give me your thoughts on it, but I, I, I just this this transfer portal to me has just gotten way out of hand. And that's just my personal opinion. You yeah so i
2: agree um well there's pros and cons to it because like yeah. you said if a kid's not happy in situations like i've had teammates that were that couldn't play for the coach that were there and Absolutely. they had they were they mental issues depression all that stuff so if you're not in the right program then by all means transfer there should be an outlet for kids to get out but what we have right now and it's trickling down we just talked about it's trickling down to aau it's trickling down to high school it's it's everywhere now like um i'm big on two things i'm big on loyalty and I'm big on earning your stripes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So if you're not putting in work and, and earning your stripes and paying your dues and there's situations like some of those guys in the portal, they probably did do yeah. this thing. So yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the outliers, but if you're not in there working hard and paying your dues and you just want to look for something better on the other side, you want to look for something, the grass ain't greener on always on the other side, you know, um, like where's the loyalty? Where's the hard work? Where's the dedication? Like that's how I feel. But I'm so old school. We're all, we're, you know, yeah. we, we we're, some, we're from the right, same era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So uh, I'm we're just just I'm old school with it. I'm big on loyalty. I'm big on paying dudes I never transferred. I never even thought about transferring. <laughs> I didn't even like some of my coaches, and I'm sucking it out, <laughs> right. fighting, fighting for them, going through a brick wall for them because I'm uh, going to show them that they're wrong. You yes, think I suck? I'm right. going to uh, show you I'm wrong. You took me yeah. out the game, coach. Watch how hard I go tomorrow in practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna regret taking me out the game because I'm gonna work so hard and prove you wrong. Like that was my mindset um but then but then you hit it on the head because that's the that's the culture nowadays um And we just, and I hate to sound so old, I'm sorry, I'm showing my age, (laughs) but you know how every generation says, these kids are so soft, but I I think these kids are soft, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, I hate to be a grandpa who says, these kids are, yeah, but that's how I feel. I feel like our generation, especially in basketball side of things, like this generation does some other things better than we did, but we were just a little bit tougher. We still played outside, you know what I'm saying? Like, my knees are all bruised up from -hmm. from playing football on the street, you know, so,
1: well, and it's like I'm I'm just looking up the numbers right now, just so we have context, and the people hopefully listening or watching have context right now. What did say in 2022? 1,649 1, men's Division One basketball players were entered into the transfer transfer man, portal. 1,000. Um, a slight decrease from 2021, which was 1,687. I mean, that's
2: a lot of kids,
1: right? You know what I mean? That's a slight d, di- and again,
2: that's a lot of kids. And, anyway. I,
1: and I'm pretty sure if I delve down deeper, but all those kids didn't find homes. You know oh, what I mean? They bro. didn't. They didn't all get to school, no, so at least half of them were just sitting there. You know, doing nothing. But, I
2: but on a deeper level, on a deeper level, and this is how it affects me now with my job and everything, and it's like back in our day, it was hard to get scholarships. Yes. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like this is the hardest time yes. in the oh, world absolutely. to get a scholarship. Like I, if absolutely. I played right now, I'd probably be a D D2 guy. Yeah, yeah, A-A yeah, A-A yeah guy, you're right. so hard it's to get a scholarship. So, hard. Like, so yeah. hard. I feel like guys on my team should already be posting like That's another true. offer, another right, offer, but right. guys are waiting for the transfer portal. You know, yeah. guys are waiting for to see who else they can get other places and they're seeing how everything shakes up and it's, yeah. it's a weird and plus the COVID, you, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's a weird time and, um scholarships are already so valuable. You're a 0.001%er if you yes, get a scholarship. Absolutely. Um so now but it's even harder at this time and I don't know how the transfer portal exactly plays a role in that. I just know that this time is like super weird and kids yeah. should value any opportunity they yes, have and not
1: go chasing other things. Exactly. Yeah. Mark, what what are your thoughts on all Man, this? And I
3: just feel, you know, with with some of the kids that I've worked with and and, and seeing the process of even like, I had two kids, you know, MJ and Jaden, where mm-hmm. senior year, one averages 27 points per game. The other averages 33 points per game. Wow. Yeah. Still, because of the transfer portal. Right. Wow. And they're not big names. McDonald's All-Americans, you know,
1: mm-hmm. still had
3: to go the prep route. Yeah. Yep. and Even after the prep route. Yeah. Because of the transfer portal, coaches are looking at JUCO kids or yeah, D2. Yeah. Kids are from D2s yeah. trying to get in the transfer to go D1 yes. who didn't really do anything, but because of, oh, they are, they have college experience, it takes away from the kids. You know, again, from my side, you know, the kids who do put in the work, who are doing it the right way, right. who are raised the right way, you know, like you said, you know, who, who earn their stripes. And I feel like, Long-term wise, just from my side of it, looking at the kids who I know that who, even though it's hard for them, they're learning life lessons. Because right, yes. at the end of right. the day, like, yes. this is this is the world that we live in. Yeah, You know, because even these college coaches are adapting to it because yep. they want to win. Right. So they don't really care. It's their job. Exactly. Yep. And I tell all my kids, which has also kind of changed my training philosophies and how I talk to the kids, like, man, it's just cutthroat. Yeah. So that means you can't take no days off. Right. You can't think that oh if you go into a game and you feel passive or it's not or it's a bad game. That game that that game alone could take away a scholarship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we've all kind of had to adapt. It's, it's it's not fair, but at the end of the day life ain't fair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm hoping Life does not owe you understanding.
3: No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I, but I am hoping, which I'm assuming, I don't know how many more years it can be like this. Psh, man, <laughs> you I, I know. Agree. I'm I, agree like, with you guys. I know when I COVID know. hit, I was like, all right, maybe a year or two. But it's like, I feel like that's why a lot of these kids are transferring out because they don't have to be like, ah, I, I'm about to sit out a year. Right. You don't gotta sit out a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it play it plays in a lot. But yeah, I don't like it. But at the same time, it's like got to adapt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got to yeah. get these kids' mindset changed to, to try to survive out there.
1: I right. like that you mentioned I that agree. because I, I um it it's it shifted the way I have to coach, too. Yeah. Like, in terms of, so, like, you know, or I'm pretty sure you guys seen on my Instagram. I like to get, you know, the kids young, right? I have a fifth-grade team. I, have a, I coach DT's son right nice. Braylon's yep. on my yep. team um shout out to Braylon man I love that little kid be a beast. yeah he, he is be a man <laughs> he's gonna be a yeah. 6'10 guard man. <laughs> <laughs> so and Braylon I so I I typically try to get kids around fifth grade and I teach them all the same college stuff same thing yeah. I taught your son the pack line defense the no middle fly there are fifth graders doing this stuff yep. you know yep. what I mean so it's it's pretty even for me sometimes I sit back I'm like wow look at these little kids you know yeah, doing this yeah, stuff yeah. but again what I what i what it shifted for me is you, I have to have more serious conversations earlier. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have to tell the kids by sixth grade, it can't just be fun anymore. Now, if mm, I say, now, wow. if that's the, mm. if that's the route you want to go, I say, that's fine, but let me put you on another YBA team. Right. Facts. Cause I'm not coaching the kids that just want to have fun. Yeah. That's the difference with YBA elite, yep. or that's what we try to yeah. make very clear. These yes. are the kids. Not only do they are supposed to at least represent the best of our club, but, even if they're not the best kids in our club, they're the kids that are the most focused. They're the yeah. ones that are yeah. locked in. Yeah. They're the ones that are like, Okay, yeah. coach, yeah, I play football, you know, I do track, but I'm a basketball player. Right. Like this is what I am, you know, yeah. and and so I tell the parents, you know, usually you could tell them like, well, you got to about seventh, eighth grade year to really start making. I tell them, no, you don't have that anymore. I'm sorry. You don't. Nowadays, how it goes now. Now shit. I mean, you have some kids that are like third grade, fourth grade that are like, you know, really getting after it and stuff. And so, I'm like, I, t- I have to tell my parents earlier, I say, listen, you know, by sixth grade year they're going to start to figure out who they are in this game, you know, whether they're a shooter, a slasher, a guard, a, a you know, a big that likes back to the basket or a stretch 4 or They're going to start to figure those pieces out yeah. when they're sixth grade because that's when they're 12 years old, yeah. right? Then 13, 14, they kind of, you know, build from there. And then obviously next step is high school. I say by sixth grade we got to get this figured out. And that's if you want to take this serious or not. Few years ago, pre COVID, I could tell him, okay, you know, yeah, eighth yeah. grade year, you can yeah. still have a little bit of fun. Now, yeah. no, nah, just can't do it because more intense, It's yeah, more intense, and, yeah, more cutthroat. Yes, like this. This was an interesting fact. Just, um, I saw um, it's just one guy I've been watching on my IG. Um, it's light skinned cat too, just like us, right? But he <laughs> talks. He talks. Uh, he talks a lot about AAU and stuff. Um, and he just makes these little quick segments talking about it. Um, I think it's Real Academy or Rail Academy, whatever it was. And um, but it was an interesting statistic he brought up that I also researched myself. Is you know the average age right now in the Division One tournament is twenty three. Wow! See, that's that's average age right now—that's crazy. In this yeah. March Madness tournament, that's is twenty
3: three. Twenty three. Yeah,
1: this means like probably some of the youngest guys are like Jeez. twenty. 21 and okay, they, and they, and that's not like all 20 all of them, them are the, seniors. Look at that
2: same stat 4 years ago. It's probably yeah, eight, yeah. 19, 18. Exactly. Yeah. That's what
1: I'm saying like, whoa, 23. So everyone's getting older, yeah. right? Everyone's getting older. So then that circles back to the reclass situation, right? Yeah, like yeah. do we reclass our kids, you know, do and again, I'm a, I'm a mixed bag on this. Um this is how I feel. My overall take on reclass and I've spoken on it many times. I don't think It should be a go-to thing for eighth grade and below, like eighth grade and below. Okay. If you do it one year, okay, you have to, you do it fine, whatever, which I'm okay with. But when I'm seeing people do it for two years, I've even seen some kids three years reclass, you know, you're a 16 year old in the eighth grade. That's too much. (laughs) And then, you know, then of course the rebuttal or playing again, playing devil's advocate on the other side, they're like, well, in high school, you know, kids reclass. Well, this is the difference to me in high school. It's varsity. It's all varsity. Whether you're a 15-year-old on varsity or a 19-year-old on varsity, you're all varsity players. Sorry to tell you. Just like when we're in college, when I step on that court and I'm a 19-year-old and the senior I'm going against is 22 years old, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It all regulates by then. But that's this is where I say for those who make this counter argument is you're making a um, you're making a disingenuous argument. And this is my last take on it, right? Mm-hmm. Is you can't it's a false equivalent. You can't say a 19-year-old going against a 17-year-old is the same as a 16-year-old going against a 14-year-old. Those bodies are way different. You know what I mean? Man. Very different. Yeah. That's the argument some people might say to me back. You know, Again, I'm just playing devil's advocate for people who actually, you know, like you said, listen to the show. And they're like, Chris, I don't agree with this point. I've had people DM me, right? So <laughs> I tell them, okay, look, you can't say there's no difference between, again, Let's use a a 15-year-old going against a 13-year-old and a uh, a 17-year-old going against a 15-year-old. The bodies are very different, like you it's so you're you can see the difference i'm sure you see it in your son he, his body was probably very different from 13 than when he was 16 Facts, yeah. now imagine they're both in the eighth grade
5: right
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's
1: just no comparison to me
2: yeah it's it's an unfair well it's not unfair. that's an unfair advantage but this yeah. is this is my take on it um i'm i'm not i don't really know back in our day we didn't nobody reclassify yeah it. no I think no no nate guard shout out to yeah. nate guard yeah. dominate yeah. he's probably the only one that i know that right that's what i'm back, saying back yeah. in our nobody day like, nobody did it that was yeah. a, it was an unheard of thing yeah um But nowadays, everybody does it. It's so common. So I wish I reclassified. I wish my son. (laughs) Right, Uh, I know. You know what I mean? Like, like I was, I was seventeen years old starting in college basketball. Seventeen years old. I was twenty-one years old as a senior in college basketball. You know what I'm saying? On my way out. Yeah. Like. Tons I see time. that nowadays. There's, like, it's like funny.
1: imagine if you could have been nineteen as a freshman man, or twenty as a yeah, freshman. You see what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm on
2: my way out. Of, I'm, a, I'm a senior starting, yeah. twenty-one years old. I'm playing heavy minutes, Division One. Right. Like I could have been doing this when right. I was. Yeah. I could have been a sophomore right now right. doing this. Like what? I got two more years here. That's Get my master's man. degree too on mm-hmm. the other side too. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of benefits to it. Right. Even red shirting, gray shirting. There's a lot of benefits to that stuff. But me myself I, I I always wanted I was a hooper like I don't care how old I am I don't care who I'm going against I'm ready right, to play now right. I can I could never see myself sitting a year out back in no, my day yeah, when I was man. younger or red shirt and gray shirt and reclassifying like if I was in the eighth grade I'm, I'm ready for ninth grade
1: I want to yeah. go play the ninth grade kids now right you know, you what, know, know what I mean, mean? yeah you know I mean? know like, exactly <laughs> what you mean you have any uh thoughts no, on this one
3: no man it's it's uh, like I said I've just I, I've seen a couple of my players who've either red shirted gray shirted and you know, I, I'm just like, damn, like, you about to be hella old next <laughs> <year."> <laughs> yeah, but, but, why, right. but why not? Take yeah,
2: a, I know, right? Let, yeah. let your body develop yeah. bigger, faster, stronger, yeah. smarter. You know, back yeah. in the day, to, back yep.
1: in the day, used to be like, oh, you're the old guy at college. Now, oh. shit, everybody's old. Yeah, I'm gonna like, punk, you, you grown, know? Exactly. Watch this grown man strength <laughs> I got on you for my two years of hitting Exactly. I
3: saw Memphis uh. Penny Hardaway got like a 27-year-old dude wow. on this or 26. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: But, I mean, that's the every living live in, and, you know, the the end of the day, it's 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 we can't forget, and this is this is even what I've had to talk to um, uh, kids about when it comes to colleges. I say, you guys gotta understand, um, uh, higher education institutions are businesses. Yeah, they packs. have a dollar amount. They are a business, like it's the business of higher learning, just like my AAU organization here. I'm in the business of AAU basketball. It doesn't mean there's no emotional components and that I don't care about the kids and everybody's a dollar sign. No, that's, that's again, you're trying to look at everything black and white. There's a gray area to this, but at the end of the day, this building that I'm very blessed to have and be in with Ken G and all the other coaches and stuff, we got to pay rent. (laughs) You know what I mean? We have to pay rent. So that's part of the thought process that goes into a lot of this. So I tell the kids, it's a business the coaches are going to have to adjust to the business in order to win. Yeah, right. Yeah. The institutions have to exactly. adjust. And that's, that's where it's become the hierarchy of um, recruitment in terms of basically goes the transfer portal. Uh, I would say Juco next prep school, then high school, yeah. high school kids are bottom of the totem. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. And I and, really, I'll oh, go ahead.
2: Well, that, well, that's what I tell my players too. It's like, at, at this point, every little thing matters. Like I have one yeah. kid, he's like, he's not doing very good in the interview process. And like, they want to see you. They want to, you got to, yeah. you got to know because it's, it's like, I don't want to say it. it's well, not life and death. It's not that extreme, but the time we're in right now to get a scholarship, it's to, make to, or break to, to get to college. It's, yeah. it's make or break. You can always go another route, but if you have these colleges looking at you and interested in you, you got to give it your all. You got to put your your, 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 foot's forward and let them know that you want to be here. Um, because those opportunities are very slim. You know what I mean? Those opportunities are very, very slim. Yeah.
3: And what's messed up too is I just saw this video, where uh, this guy was talking about he was playing with Coach Patino and he really wanted to play with Coach Patino out of high school. And he, he he got that scholarship. And then when he played with Coach Patino, he didn't play good that year. And Coach Patino, in the exit meeting, told him, like, uh, I'm bringing in a Juco kid. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to find another school. Damn. And I feel like, yeah, hey, I'm just going off that story. I know that happens a lot. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. You think they're not giving out four year no, scholarships they're no more. Not. They're, no, really they're, not. they're one year. Your scholarships yes. are one. Every year after your scholarship, yes. you
2: gotta go meet with the coach exactly. and they got to renew your scholarship yeah. every year. Yeah. And then this is what I was gonna say too like those scholarships, this is what I tell my kids too. Those those are investments. They're investing yes. in you. Yes. Me. Like yeah. kids don't understand, and I didn't understand either when I'm seventeen right, years right, old, eighteen course, years old. Course. But these schools are literally saying, Hey, I'm gonna give you fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I'm gonna give you 40000 dollars to come to my school and play basketball right and we'll like feed kids, you we we'll house you that. all that stuff yeah no, feed I you know. house you so you you now represent their school you represent yep. their program you we gave you f- like Put it in money terms.
5: I'm a businessman. Right,
2: right. right, You know what I mean? But we give you $50,000 to come do this task, and you Mm -hmm. want to half-ass it. You want to show up late to Uh, practice and not uh, give me your all and give me your hardest. When I got 100 other kids over here that want this same $50,000. How many people want $50,000? Just raise your hand. You know (laughs) what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, everybody wants $50,000 to go play basketball. I'll take that right now. I'm I'm 35 years old. You give me $50,000 to go play basketball, I'll take it. Here's even the (laughs)
1: other side of it. Now, with the NIL deals, Mm -hmm. How the kids can actually make money while they're in yeah. college. Wish we had that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I know. Well, I how. wish I had social media. I was a hot right? flyer. Right? Like, right. Be, exactly. Exactly. Right YouTube you know what I'm ducks. saying? Like, yeah. man, if social media was around, <laughs> bro, like I'm like, now y'all can actually make money right. while you're in school right. and then not. Get you kicked out we of school and trouble, all that. Right. Yeah, we used to get
2: in trouble. You would you know, lose your scholarship. You would lose like,
1: your, Oh if man! We, if
2: we took one dollar, you would lose your scholarship. Yes,
1: that's yeah. crazy. So you know, times have changed. Things are shifting. We're adapting. We're learning. You know, um, <laughs> in this basketball climate, is definitely, definitely seen a lot. What I would, um, well, that kind of segues me to my next thing is, um, I with with you being on the high school side right you really seeing the um the you know really getting getting the sense of the 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 politics of it all the the sense with the community the parents the things like that i mean again you don't have to get in super detail but what what if someone wanted to say to you hey i'm thinking of being a varsity coach right this being your first year and everything what what would you tell that person you know, the good, the bad, what to look for, what not to look for. Mm-hmm. Just a quick general mm-hmm. synopsis mm-hmm. of all that.
2: That's funny. Um, <laughs> like, okay, I wasn't ready. I was not ready. I was so overwhelmed. Like, I know basketball like the back of my hand. I thought I was signing up to be a basketball coach. Right, right, You know right, what right. I mean? Like, hey, I'm a basketball coach. I know basketball. Leave me alone. I'm here to coach the kids. <laughs> this is my schedule. Than... Yeah, this, this like, literally, this is what I thought I was going to do. I was going to come in, open the gym, teach basketball, close the gym, kids go home, like <laughs> – Nah, man, it's way more than that. It's so much politics. It's so much like, and I, I, like, I don't care about power. Like I've already had my business. I've already raised my kids. I've already like, I have already did that. I don't care about power. I've had power. I don't care about it. But a lot of people like fight for power and they want power. A lot of people want credit. I don't care about credit either. One of my boys was like, oh man, one of your, one of my guys is trying to take all the credit. I said I don't care, right? Like, and this yeah. is way back in the summertime because mm-hmm. we started getting good in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wants all the credit. He's telling everybody around Sacramento that he's doing this and he's doing that. Good for him. I, I, yeah, I said <laughs> I don't care. And like all that stuff gets back to me too. I hear people talking behind my back. Oh, he's not that good of a coach. So I would have won without him. I would have mm-hmm. took the team here. I would have took the team there. Then, okay, I don't care nothing about that. I right. did what I did. If you're better than yeah. me, great job to
1: you. I'm right. here. I exactly. did what I did. I'm living my own path. You did it. They talk about what they yeah, could have done. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I'm living my own path. But like. I just wasn't ready for all the politics. I wasn't ready for all the power. But the credit and all the credit, people wanting credit. And I told everybody, I said, hey, if we win the championship, I'm going to get my credit. Yeah. Like, I got a great story to tell. Mm -hmm. First-year coach, I just – like, that that story writes itself. I don't care about that. Right. You know what I mean? So – but all these things are going around and swirling around. And I see why programs crumble. You know what I mean? I see why. Like, because we almost crumbled three or four times this year. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I have always had a good feel for my team and felt what's going on, a good feel for the locker room. But, like (laughs) – Politics, the the a lot of different things without throwing anybody away, parents, politics, like a lot of things can come in and and mess up um, other coaches, you know, coaches wanting, you know, so things can come in and derail a team and derail a program and derail a culture because like you said at first, like when you start thinking about yourself, when you start thinking about the money value, when you start thinking about all these things that aren't pure, yeah, they're not about basketball or the boys. then 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 what's the point why are we even having this conversation like and it's same thing with being a parent people like how do you co-parent so well how do you and your baby mom get along so well and um
1: (laughs) like i'm taking care of my
2: kids (laughs) it's simple you put the kids first right right you um, put the kids first you see what i'm saying and everything else falls in line like what's the pecking order what's best for the kids okay and then we'll see what's best for Mm -hmm. everybody else and it's the same thing with the coaching thing and the team like what's best for the team and then everything else falls in line um but everybody else tries to fight that that pecking yeah. order. Yeah. They want to put yeah. themselves first. They yeah. want to put their needs first. They want to put their boys first. They want to put their favorites first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, like everybody just let the order be, yeah. and everything will be fine. So yeah. I wasn't ready. I actually got pretty overwhelmed. Like I went at a couple, um, yelled at a couple admin, You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yelled at a couple parents. All right. Yeah. So you were like, Mark Jackson, basically. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. And then I had, to, I had to catch myself because, like, you know, my coaching staff—they're all on me, and they check me, and they're my best friends. So So they check me, they can tell me when I'm wrong. And they're like, bro, this is the job you signed up for. Like they have a right to ask you these questions. And then I had to take a step back. Like the admins had a right to ask me these things. The parents have a right to ask me these things. Um, so I was like, I had to take a step back and check myself because again, I thought I was just a basketball coach, but you're not just a basketball coach. You're the head of this. You're an ambassador. Yeah. No, really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: so I had to put that hat on. And once I put that hat on, everything became pretty smooth. Um, I had a parent. I had a meeting with all the parents, and I basically told them, which I don't know if I'm going to do this again. But I basically told them, like, "Hey, I'm an open book. Here's my number. Call me, text me anytime." Oh, they'll and do that. They, oh yeah. man, worst thing you could have did. I'm, 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 I'm walking out the gym as we're winning a ball game. You know what I mean? And I get these long Texas. Yeah,
1: oh I'm God. like my my son feels he is a really good I'm and like, he can contribute. Enjoy the win tonight, <laughs> right? right?
2: <Enjoy. laughs> you know what I mean? Like, jeez, and it wasn't just like. It wasn't just one. Like, this is what I always feel like. I felt like we had a, this is what I equated to. Like, we had a, a demon on our team, and it literally bounced from. Person to person, and <laughs> admin to admin, or parent to parent. Like we had a demon swirling around our team. Right. And once right. we exercise that demon out of somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. it jumps to the next jumps person the, yeah. because now this person's mad at their playing time. And once we deal with that, now you're mad you're not getting enough that, shots. That is a very once accurate that, analogy. Now your dad is mad that you're not playing enough. Once we do yep. it, now the admins are mad because and it's like man, that thing just swirled around and we just you keep having to tame
1: it. You keep having to fight it. um When you won sections, did they did they at least get for a day no, or two? No. Oh no, right away. <laughs> Hey, why,
2: why didn't my son do this? Or, or, you know, but I like, I love having communications with my kids and, and, and like, what actually when they text me, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. The, you know the kids. Yes. Cause you have the relationship yeah, with them. Yeah, I don't yeah, mind that no, at all. Bro. You want to know what you can do better. I'll talk to you all day, all night, right. call me anything like that. It kind of rubs me the wrong way coming from the parents. It rubs me the wrong way coming from the admin just because like, y'all don't trust me right you know what i mean right. and this is before i was a champion now He's, i'm a champion yeah. right right now now <laughs> they actually relax
3: yeah. man and yeah. these are adults yeah, yeah. you know right. what i'm saying like it's bro, crazy bro, right. what would like, you say like so just like listening and that was that was why when that COVID, y'all was like fuck this yeah. <laughs> yeah. i like, i like being in the gym with right. the kids right yeah. know, <laughs> private one-on-one but but so going into you know just year two after what you just said you were overwhelmed What what are you going to adjust? What are you going to change to keep your sanity going into year two and just moving on for your career to deal with those things? And still, like you said, you did what you did after this first year, overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming going into year two, adjusting those things, you know what I'm saying? What – have you thought about that? Have you even, have you, are you still like thinking about, you know, what you just did this year? Or have you even yeah. thought about going into next year? The I'm adjustment? already on next year. Oh, yeah. I am already on that. That's, okay.
2: Everybody else celebrates it still. Yeah. I'm already on to the past. I'm yeah. trying right. to get, I'm right. I'm kind of disappointed that we should have won state. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I'm looking yeah. at. Everybody yeah. else is like saying good job and I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm already on the next year, but next year, like, um, basically. So a lot of the, a lot of the overwhelmed feeling, mm-hmm. it came from my insecurities and lack of confidence. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. these people telling me these yeah. things and planting these seeds in my head, and yeah. now I'm thinking in my head like, "Oh, should yeah, I have did yeah. that? Should I have called that timeout? Should I have yeah. made that sub? Did I yeah. sub them out too early? Like, I, like a lot of inse- like, yeah, insecurities, unsure of myself because again, I don't have a lot of experience coaching. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Chris got way more experience coaching than me, on way of different platforms and levels yeah. and girls and boys, all different. No, age but groups.
1: you, you always have, you've always had a great voice to the kids, right? And, I've, and that's, I, I, I think. You know, when I saw you at Hardwood, mm-hmm. and when we talked about, you know, um, you know, be mindful of the AU stuff, right? When you're a high school coach, because people always got you under a microscope. But I think, right. I think I remember telling you specifically. I said you're going to do fine. Yeah. Like I think I remember, yeah. you know, you dabbing me you up and words. said, and I said yeah. you're going to do just fine because you have a good pulse and a good voice. You know what I mean? And people don't understand how valuable that is as a trainer, as a coach. If you have the right voice. I mean you have the pedigree to back it up for one. Let's yeah. just put that out there. You played at a high level, so that's one. But take that out. You have the right voice and the right charisma and the right attitude that I knew I knew you'd be successful, man. I right. knew you'd be successful. And
2: and, and and that's and to answer the question, like that's what I got. My okay. boys yeah. Reassured me. They gave me confidence. They yeah. let me know, like, hey, basically in short, like, you are who you were, yeah, Matt Johnson, yeah, yeah, bro. You yeah, got yeah. this. Who who's better for you at yeah. this job than Sakai? Than you, yeah. bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, name yeah. somebody else. I'm sitting there thinking, like, well, maybe Kevin Galloway. You know, <laughs> right trying, trying right to right. think of people, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I am the man for the job. So they gave me they gave me more confidence. But going into this next season, um, and 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 yes, success success brings confidence. But more importantly, like, I'm I, I feel like I built a program because one of my one of my friends slash Critics said that um, Sakai is never going to be good. We're never going to build a program. They don't care about winning. You know yeah. what I mean? Because when they hired me, they don't care about winning. We're never going to build a program. And I and I thought about that, and I'm like, that, that, that that's deep because I don't just want to win ball games. I do want to build a program. Yeah, yes. I, I, I know what it takes to build a program. It's kind of like raising a family. Right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And it's like, I know what it takes. I know what these steps are, and I know I can build this program. So now to have success after year one and just know that we're on the right track yeah. and going in the right direction, yeah. um, it gives me so much confidence and, and yeah. sure of myself. And also it lets me know, like, you know get religious i'm in the right spot yeah. you know what yeah, i mean yeah. I'm, I'm walking in my light and when you walk in your light what's gonna stop you yeah. you know what i'm uh, saying like I mean, not no hater cool. not no uh, yeah no. just keep being the man i am keep walking in my light and good things Still, will come um no. so that's really how i feel so going into year two man sky's the that's limit man. i can't wait That's, exciting. Yeah. that's exciting.
1: <laughs> no that is good i mean um well obviously yes like you said you want to win state I mean, don't get me wrong, I knew you'd be successful. I didn't know you went sections. Yeah, man, didn't either, <laughs> I either. was like, dang. I was like, dang, all right, Matt, look at him go. No, um, I wanted oh, the video. I wanted to talk about that video reaction. Um, when your boy shot at a half court. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. because over time he had a video wow. of his team that went viral. Yeah. Really? Um they got like two million views. Yeah, man. it was crazy. Oh, was crazy. So wow. I was just curious if your thought because for one did y'all plan that? Yeah, you plan we that. Plan That's it. crazy. Okay, no, so, uh, bro, you got to yeah. check this so video funny. when you get a chance.
2: Yeah, what's funny is I read all the comments on like Ball is Live yeah, on yeah. Sports Center. I read all the comments. Yeah. They're like, "That coach is the idiot. What coach? <laughs> what coach let <laughs> their players do that? Oh, you better sub them out. You better bench them. They are just right. ripping me. Right? right? I went on one night. and I responded yeah. to a few of them. Now, of course, <laughs> you, know you can't help and it. Trust. I'm like, "Hey, we're dude. playing in the championship game tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. Yeah, like, just, just like going back at them. You, you can't help it, bro. Believe me. But um. But, no, what's funny is, like, so that's my senior, Mike. You know what I mean? And all year, that was senior night. So um, this is the backstory that people don't know. So all year, it was senior night. And then, every, all like, all year long, he was like, I'm going to shoot a half-court shot, coach. I'm going to shoot a half-court shot. Like, I'm going to take you out. You don't shoot a half-court shot. Like, what yeah. are you doing, bro? Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm a basketball purist. We don't right, shoot half-court right. shots. Yeah. We don't shoot step-back threes. We don't right, shoot half-court right, right. shots. Right. Like." um, and then, like, it was like a week before the practice, like, and he practiced it. We'll, I was like, water break. He's like, coach, watch this. And he'll shoot a half court yeah. shot every day. Coach, watch. And he shoots a pretty good percentage of uh, a half court That's crazy. Yeah. He got range. So he's just, and he flicks it. If you see it, he flicks it like a normal she's lefty. Wow. He flicks it like, a- he's not like pushing it or throwing right, it. Right. He's shooting that thing. Um <laughs> something like, a week before, like, we're having success. Things are going good. Like, I'm real big on team chemistry and team yeah. camaraderie and making yeah, the boys yeah. feel good. You know, <laughs> you feel good. You want to come to practice. Like, right. let's make it a little bit fun. Like, our, practice- yeah. our practices were loose, were fun. Yeah. Um, I'm a fun guy, (laughs) Um, but but he um, so week like a week before the game, I was like, okay, you can shoot a half court shot. He's like, will you take me out? I was like, no.
4: I was like, you better make it though. He's like,
2: if I miss it, will you take me out? And I was like, no. Like shoot a half court shot, have fun. That's what you want to do with your senior night. So then, like, they literally spent like time in practice going over their routine. He gets the ball, he puts it through his legs, and he shoots it from half court. And then we did it on senior night, and. Like this season was so magical, and I don't know what it was. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but we were blessed. We were favored. This team, there was something else with this team. Right. You know what I mean? And for him to make that half court shot. Like it was so storybook. It's so storybook wow. for it to go viral. It was, oh, and then it was that off the chills. tip. That, that's why yeah, it was so. First viral. play of the game. It was yeah. the first. It was off the tip. First play of the and game. So he kid it. tips
1: it, and who was a kid? Bobby, or, Bobby or, gets he it, caught it, and then throws
2: it through his legs yep. to Mike. Mike gets it, and then and shoots the half shoots court, it, shot. and it goes in all net. On first senior, three of the on games. senior night. The crowd goes crazy. We end up winning the game by forty points. Yeah, uh, like there was so. That was one of our best games because the boys were so hyped, so much energy. And then it's just like.
1: And that video went yeah. viral.
2: I'm about yeah, to look that up, I yeah man, that video
1: went viral. I was just. I, I had to ask. Yeah. I was like,
2: there's no way. I said, that I, had, I had no idea he was going to make it.
1: And he splashed it all <laughs>
2: yeah, night, and all he, night. He, threw, he threw up his hand like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I'm
3: like, what is this? <laughs> like, it, it was crazy. And like, then, yeah. I feel like listening to that, I remember. I remember Kobe in this video talking about when he was young, when his dad told him, he was like, I don't care if you fail. I'm going to love you anyway. I feel like right. for you to tell a kid, you know, yes, you're a basketball purist, but you understood. Yeah. The the bigger picture of letting the kid know that yes, you can take the shot. I'm not gonna take you out. And you trust
1: him. And you trusted him,
3: regardless if he would have made the shot or not, his confidence is up high compared to any other kid just trying to take a half court shot. Yeah. Like we're
2: all we're all ball players. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest things is confidence. Like when you're on a short leash and you know if you make a mistake, the coach is gonna take you out, then it's hard to perform and it's hard to play. But if you know the coach trusts you, if you know the coach has your back, if you if you can play free and play loose and not not think so much and just like good things will happen. So I wanted to speak that confidence. Into, into him and, and let him let him know like go ahead shoot it you that's know what dope. I mean that's I didn't dope. I didn't know he was going to make right, it right I know that's that crazy. crazy yeah you got to check that video man. out I'm I
1: couldn't believe cuz you know I I, I saw it and I was like that looks like sack high yeah. <laughs> and it was I was like, Oh damn. damn. And then for it to go viral too. I'm yeah.
2: like, oh, I, I feel like it deserves to go viral.
1: Right. Like, just, right. That I, was I, crazy. I seen that too many times. That was crazy. What, no, was a,
3: cool. what a year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I know all that happened yeah, too. This wow. is why I had to
1: have him on the show. I was, was like, crazy, you know, man. and then, and then, Oh, well, and then, uh, I wanted to talk about your docu-series a little bit. Yep. And then I wanted to do a video reaction, a couple closing words and we'll get out okay. of here. Right. Um, so your docu-series, um, you know, obviously, again, you had a great year, um, and and it should be fun to watch. Like, you know what what's the message you're trying to convey in that? Because, like, I you know, I did my little YouTube docu series, right. and what I was trying to convey is how AAU works, how this machine, you know, works, and how it can benefit kids and and in the relationships and things you build. What what do you, what's the message you want to get out there for your series?
2: Well. I mean, honestly, just to be honest, we didn't start with a message. We just started because we felt like we had something special brewing. You know what I mean? We felt something special brewing. Like, Mm -hmm. we're first-year coaches at our old school. Like, you know, like I said, the story writes itself. But we started having success. We're making game-winning shots. We made so many game-winning shots, like, at the buzzard. and And the the crowd runs onto the – and it's all on video and stuff because um, we did a really good job, like – I, my business side's coming out, but no. it, it, it takes money to make money. Right, so I, I spent a lot of money out of my own pocket yeah. on this team, You're whether investing. it be whether it be hiring a cameraman to come shoot yeah. our boys or hiring a videographer or hiring, hiring somebody to come out here simply basketball to, yeah. to make a video of my mm-hmm. boys just to go out there and yeah. go look good um, to promote them because it was important to get our, our name out there and be seen because we were doing some amazing things. So then BMR hit us up. you know, Shout out to BMR. And he started coming and doing our films with us. And then... We were just like, hey, we should, this is really good stuff. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? They, they right. started filming me, my pregame speeches. You know, I give really good, passionate pregame speeches. I always feel like I'm like, you know, Troy, he's on the, he's on what, uh, you know, the movie Troy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the boat and he's like giving his speech. Right. I always feel like when I give my pregame <laughs> speeches. Like, we're going to battle. And, um, so they're passionate and they started recording my pregame speeches. And then they're like, this is something good. Like, let's, let's make a documentary. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I hit you up. Uh, yeah, 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 we we talked, yeah, I watched it. your documentary. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, like this is, this just is something I can do. So, uh, yeah. Basically, I just want to show people behind this. Well, number one, I guess the number one thing would be to promote my boys. Like that's yes, how it started. I want to yes. promote my boys. I want to give them as many eyes and opportunities on them to see if you see, if you see one of my boys, if you see Kendall windmilling in the documentary, or you see him windmilling on simply basketball and the college coach says, Hey, I like that yeah, kid, yeah. which has happened. Yes, right, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, um, so we, they hit me up. Now we build a relationship. Like, that's how it goes. Um, so it started for them. But then also, like, I just feel like we do things the right way. Like you guys said, we work hard. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We work hard at Sakai. And a lot of people got away from working hard. They get away from doing things, quote, unquote, the right way. They want to take shortcuts in life. And I, I'm just not a person who takes shortcuts. Like, I, I go the long route. And I said it the other day. Mm-hmm. When you go the long route, you get a better understanding of your everything you know because you get time to soak everything in and and you internalize it you maximize it you understand it um so that's how we did it and then for us to have success and win a championship i don't know maybe other people can watch it and be like oh let me start doing things the right way and not take shortcuts and let me work hard because they worked hard and it takes hard work to win a championship Mm -hmm. you can't just wake up out of bed and go and win a championship you know you got to grind you got to sacrifice so i feel like i mean I don't know. We don't have no real true message for right. us. it. No, was no, 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 it was kind of just fun. It was kind of just for fun to promote my boys and have fun. But it was pretty cool. But my main thing was just to get their names out there and hype them up. Yeah. That's dope. That's yeah. very cool, man.
1: I, I want to do a quick video reaction because this was one, this is a YouTuber. I, I actually like watching his stuff. He makes um he makes like these little uh, basketball documentary things and and make sure um Let me get that get past this ad. But he um he does some great stuff, so I wanted you guys to kind of listen to this because I think it's an interesting topic. Because obviously, we mainly deal in the youth sports, mm-hmm. and it's mainly talking about injuries, NBA injuries, especially this year because it's gotten pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, shout out to uh, JX My High Roller. That's <laughs> that's his uh, YouTube name, but no, I watch a lot of his stuff. So I wanted you guys to listen to it, maybe give me your takes on it because um, again, it kind of it segues into. All of our worlds yeah. The AU yeah. The training yeah. And the youth basketball yeah. side Right so
2: Here Well real quick I think it's pretty cool Like I don't know who's watching Or if you guys are going to watch But it's yeah. pretty cool There's three good minds here You got a trainer mind You got an AU mind You Ooh-hoo. got a head coach basketball <laughs> yeah, mind <man. laughs> So even when we answer our answers yeah. You're answering from a trainer's perspective yes. You're answering from AU And I'm answering from a head coach yes. And they're all different If yeah. you guys Because I'm all about team ball Right He's about developing the yeah. individual And he's yeah.
1: about showcasing, showcasing. Yeah. Yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah. Exactly Gems are like, yeah. That's what I'm trying to people let me see do Kevin Good. Durant LeBron
4: James Anthony Davis LaMelo Ball Luka Doncic Cade Cunningham Tyrese Halliburton Anthony Edwards Carl Anthony Towns Zion Williamson and these 78 other players have in common I'll give you a second to think about it there's a lot of guys here different teams and situations it's injuries all 88 of these players are either out or day to day due to injuries NBA players just can't stay healthy. And no longer is it just the notoriously injury prone players being sidelined. It seems like no one can avoid both small and severe injuries. And the weirdest part is that no one can figure out why. Today's video is brought to you by SeatGeek, with Ender to play every single game. In fact, that same season, Kevin Garnett didn't miss his play all 82 regular season games that year. Looking back, this seems like an extraordinary feat for an aging legend. But 20 years ago, it was fairly standard to play every single game. In fact, that same season, Kevin Garnett didn't miss a single game. Kobe Bryant didn't miss a game. Steve Nash didn't. Neither did Allen Iverson or Stefan Marbury. Even the 7'6'' Yao Ming nice. played all 82 games... That-
1: and that, and it, just so you guys get context, he was talking about uh, 2003. Okay, that was 2003 yeah. with uh, MJ's last year with the Wizards. Oh, right? a, oh I know all about yeah, this. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's yeah. You guys get, you'll get where you get where he's going with it. Season.
4: Fast forward 20 years, and in a league where injuries and load management have ran rampant, there is only one All-Star level player who hasn't missed a single Joel game all season. But this is just the tip of the injury-riddled iceberg. Because this season, there are only 12 players who haven't missed a single game. 20 years ago, there were 46 players who didn't miss a single game all season. What's going on here? why can't nba players stay on the court with advancements in training nutrition recovery the amount of money these players are spending on their bodies the world-class facilities and staff to keep them in impeccable condition how are these players incapable of staying healthy well we have some theories but i'm not sure if anyone has an answer There are currently 88 players throughout the NBA listed as out or day-to-day due to injuries. That is 20% of the entire league sidelined because of injuries. Over the last week, videos have surfaced from around the league of multiple players getting injured in the middle of their pregame warm-ups, which has only shined an even brighter light on this issue that has been getting worse and worse each season. NBA players just can't stay healthy and no one knows why despite the vast research and studies that have been poured into uncovering exactly why nba players just can't stay healthy there doesn't seem to be any clear-cut answer some factors point to the cumulative amount of wear and tear pro athletes today have gone through by the time they're in their mid-20s some studies have Mm. pointed towards the increase of dynamic in-game movements as the main culprit but at most these are just theories. Legendary NBA trainer Tim Grover, who worked with the likes of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Dwayne Wade, attributes many injuries in the NBA today to simply not enough weightlifting. As players have shifted more and more towards sports-specific workouts and movements, their bodies have almost become unfamiliar with simple things like repetitive body weight impact and quick changes in momentum. You build foundation by lifting weights. You have so much more resources, less contact, and more
3: injuries. It's mind-boggling to me. It's because everything is rubber band, everything is
4: resistance, everything is cable. When you get hit, when you jump, when you land, there's no pulleys, there's no cables. Your body weight is the metal. You have to learn how to explode with
3: it and you also need to learn how to land with it and how to stop it. And that's what metal does. It teaches you to lift it, but it also teaches you to put it down.
1: Accelerate, decelerate. Groover. There, there's another, there's a little other section. Paul George had an interesting take, but I was curious of you guys' thoughts on that so far with, because um, I remember lifting weights no, a lot. Sure. So I honestly think there's some truth to that, because I, I do know kids don't lift as much. You know I, what I
3: mean? I, I believe in all the... The weight stuff, but in my opinion, if you're talking about how it was back in 2003 or even back when Michael Jordan and them played, I feel like AAU was a big part of that. I was gonna how say that. many games yeah, that, I was gonna say that kids are yeah. you know, Michael Jordan six, Kobe? Seven games man, a day. Yeah. And that's catching up to a lot of the kids yeah. now we are in the NBA where, yeah, like they're, 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 it's catching up, you know, yes. the mileage. So I think it's just it's, it's the amount of. I was watching. Have you guys seen King Richard?
1: Mm-hmm. King Richard, yes, mm-hmm. well, uh, so yes, yes.
3: Where yes. how uh, uh, Serena Venus Venus Williams' dad? Where he didn't want them to be playing in all those national tournaments. Yep. He just wanted them to be kids, train, yep. still go to school, and wait at a certain age for them to start competing. I feel like well, they it's the don't same. burn out exactly, yes, and I feel yes. like it's the same thing with basketball. And you know, with basketball in AAU, man, these kids are playing like seven games. Man, I,
1: I had a kid, one of my sixth graders. And uh, shout out to Nico. I love you to death, kid. But um you play too many damn games. He he <laughs> play has on three teams. He played uh, ten games last weekend. Wow. No, uh, that's too many. He, and I said, what? Much, I said what? He said, Yeah, coach, It's like my tenth game. I said, Nico, don't go, do that go again. Sit down. Yeah. I said, uh, Don't do that again. Like, are you kidding me? That's not healthy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like and and you're
2: not you're not playing at your top level if you exactly. can play ten games. And he's and twelve. 12.
1: Yeah. He's 12. Mm-hmm. I said, Come on, man. I said, listen, unless you're sitting the bench nine games. Right. And really, actually playing right. in one, like I don't like. What are you doing? Because he's one of my, he's my, he's one of my star sixth grade players. So I know he's playing like a lot. And I'm like, come on, man, you can't do that to yourself. So, you know, no, I do, I do attribute some of this as well. And and I also found that an interesting take. They were saying now the um the body mechanics are more dynamic currently now than possibly they were back then. And and there's some vali- uh, some validity to that because. You know, the small ball era, the position, positionless basketball era. Right. You got guys like the Joel Embiid's and, you know, um, the Giannis the seven foot, you know, can jump out the gym and just move and explode in ways that, you know, typically our big guys couldn't do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, th- I think that all attributes a factor. But I just wanted to pause it. Like I want to get to the Paul whoa, George whoa section. Whoa, whoa, but whoa, whoa, no, whoa. go ahead.
2: So all that all that stuff is true. But yeah, I, I just think they're soft okay fair enough <laughs> fair <laughs> I mean, enough no, I mean, no get that out it's true like, yeah. you have to lift weights yeah. you have to take care of, we are yeah. oversaturated we're, we're yeah. playing too many games but yeah. when it comes down to it like like yeah. I, like just like I broke my finger on the court and I kept playing yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I, I played with so many injuries Kobe Bryant played with so many injuries no to a degree right to a yeah. degree but yeah. the way I look at it now is like like everything's softer nowadays people don't want to play through an injury so if yeah. i hurt my finger i'm gonna sit out and rest my finger so my <laughs> finger doesn't look like this when i'm what right right so i'm gonna sit out two yeah. three weeks right. so my finger doesn't look like this and right i said who cares about this finger i'm yeah. gonna play back i'm right. not sitting out yeah, two or yeah. three weeks for <laughs> my pinky <laughs> <laughs> finger that is I'm, different like i'm right, not doing we're different it. we, we yeah. were built different yeah. in like, that era i'm playing i don't care if i'm playing at the park i'm not yeah. like 24 hour fitness i don't care where i'm at i was in college basketball right right like i'm not missing anything for an injury, my ankle hurts. I'm gonna tape it up. Right. You know what I mean? My wrist hurts. I'm gonna tape it up, and then we're gonna go play. Yeah. And in- the- injuries and hurting are two different things. If you're injured, yes. go sit down. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That like, by all means and go get help. But pain. But is, pain. Yeah. We
1: played through pain. Yeah, you're right.
2: But in the NBA nowadays, like okay, and then this is the business side of things. I'm giving you a hundred million dollars yeah. when I used to only give you five million dollars. Yes. I'm giving you a hundred million dollars, yes. and your pinky's hurting. Go sit down, bro, yeah. because that exactly. pinky's worth a hundred million dollars. Exactly. So go yeah. sit down. Exactly. Um, it's a business side of things, and then also sorry. No. Um, go also ahead. on the flip side is like. Look at, look at LeBron James, and I respect LeBron James yeah. so much, right? So what would you rather have? Would you rather have a, a Michael Jordan who burns out and he reaches these peaks that we've never seen before? Mm-hmm. Six championships in six years, but he got burned out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he didn't reach the he didn't he didn't have the longevity that LeBron had because LeBron load managed. LeBron sits out, LeBron yeah. plays sixty games a year. He invested in his body. But yeah. but now because he's playing sixty games a year, he can play twenty years yes. at a high level. So mm-hmm. which which would you have? Right. That, that ultimate yeah. peak or that longevity? Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? So exactly. that, that's that's kind of the debate. Well, and that and of course, like like they were saying, there's there's really no clear cut answer. Answer. They can't yeah. even, the NBA's, right. they're like, we can't figure it. There is yeah. no answer. There's theories, right? Yeah. I think what all three of us kind of have alluded to is all accurate. I do think it's a combination of kids are softer. I do think it's a combination of the movements. I do think it's a combination of kids need to lift and don't lift as much. It's it's a combination of all of it, I hate to say it. Yeah. And, of course, like what you say, Mark, a lot of the kids just play a lot too much Games like too many games, and I do. I try to tell even my parents this is what I tell them. I say, Listen, each kid needs like two teams at the most. Two teams, Mm -hmm. you can have one that is like your, like for my sixth grade. I have a really, really, really good sixth grade group. I mean, we're talking like national level sixth grade group. It's it is pretty unreal how good this team is. It's scary. Good now, again, I don't know what that means for their longevity, but this is what I tell their parents. I say, Okay, this should be their. Main priority, high-level mm-hmm. team, because mm-hmm. they all have their roles. They know how to play yeah. it. They're playing at high level. Then they have a secondary team that isn't as talented where they're more the man, right? So they can expand their exactly. game, work yep. on things. That's what we call, like, their local team, right? That's yep. your local hardwood team. I'm your travel elite team, yep. and that's all you need. Yep. You know what I mean? But, you know, some of these kids and some of these fans, I mean, they're they're doing, like, the feeder high school team, they're doing their local team. They're doing a rec team. They're doing their travel team with me. They go to their trainers. Yeah. They go to the yep. – and I'm like, yep. okay, you're doing too much, kid. Yep. I'm like, and you're 10. You're 11. You know, mm-hmm. like, you got yeah, – I, I try to tell parents and kids find a balance. But I, I think it, it's, all, it's all culminating in a lot of injuries. Yeah. It really is. It's just they're obviously <clears> – <throat> They're obviously taking it, you know, to the NBA level. Right. But what I'm saying is – It all trickles down. It does, yeah. right, because now you're going to end up with high school kids getting injured, you know what I mean? You're going to end up with college guys yeah. getting hurt, you know. So it, it's just – it was an interesting take. I want to get to the uh, Paul George part because I really liked um, what he said. Um, on. He was on a podcast, and he was talking about his side of it. Let me see if I get to it. See, he just got injured too. Yeah. He oh, got, yeah, right. he, he just did. got injured. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me see. It passes, and
2: They said he's going to be out the first round, too, huh? Man. Yeah. That yeah. injury looks scary. I hope <laughs> I hope
3: not <it> <laughs> <laughs> like.
4: start like this so many times before they shut down. Years ago, the NBA just wasn't played at this speed, and the off-ball movement and spacing wasn't nearly this complex. But what do the players think? I mean, they are the ones experiencing this influx in injuries, after all. Well, just a couple weeks ago, Paul George touched on the subject in an interview with JJ Reddick and stated that players are getting injured more now than before because they don't practice enough. Which sounds counterintuitive, but his reasoning makes sense. Yeah,
0: now they're like teams don't really practice. You know, we're not getting up and down. Um, you know, there, there's there's just it's a lost art when it comes to that hard practicing. And I think that's why there's so many injuries that's going on because guys that have a a high-low day and then a completely off day and then a high-low day, you know, back then it was you practice hard, you got a game. You practice hard, you practice hard, you got a game. Then you might have a day off. Then you come right back to it. So I feel like your body just built the callus Mm -hmm. and that you were prepared for a long and rough season to where injuries like you know, it, there wasn't that many injuries. There wasn't time to take a load off because you like, you felt good to play. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost the, the reverse. They think by giving us time off, it's helped managing our bodies. But in honesty, I think it's just making us weaker as players uh, without, without putting that load and strain to our bodies.
4: And Paul George might be correct, but the increase of players who simply cannot stay on the court is a steady trend that's been going on for decades now. Back in 2000, Dr. Chad Starkey of
1: Northeastern... So that, that, uh, that, that was my... Th-
2: that's an interesting take, and it definitely applies to the NBA because those guys don't go hard and practice hard in the NBA at no. all, especially on their off days. Um, so that that's really interesting to yeah. think about yeah. that, uh, especially like you said, like you're, you you go hard and then you do nothing and you do nothing and then you go hard. Like yeah. you can't have those up and down. Yeah. So you have to right. have that yeah. consistency. Yeah. Um, wow, that, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, and
1: it makes me think back to... Um, why am I not thinking this man's name? Uh uh Dan no, not Dan Tony, um hard nose coach. The hard, uh, he was with the Bulls for a while when uh Derek Rose was there. Oh, uh Thibodeau, Thibodeau. Yeah, Thibodeau. Yeah, you yeah. know, he was he's known as that like yeah. push you to the wall. Yeah. we you know, right. those those coaches are gone, right? Because everybody complained Stan about Van Stan Van Gundy, yeah. right? They're yeah. like, mm-hmm. he's too hard, he's too mean, you know, it became yeah. that kind of culture. So those Dude, guys right. were like what? Because I'm telling you, run suicides. Like now, all of a sudden, that's that's too hard for you. Now like we're too you know, grueling, right? Yeah. You know what you did in high school. Like you know that that's gone the way. You know that that's gone. Honestly, well, it's,
2: it's a thin line too now because now yeah. we're, we're thinking about the investments. We're thinking about because think about those Bulls teams. Those yeah, Derrick Rose broke yeah. down. Those yeah, Bulls did. teams broke yeah, down. True. And tip teams have a have a history yeah. of breaking down in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it, it's the seasons are so like Paul George was saying like. Man, I don't want to practice 82 games. And and if I'm a player, I got 82 games, plus I got to practice hard every single... Like, I don't (laughs) want that, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a long, grueling season. But you do have to practice hard. You do have to sprinkle those in there. And you do have to give the guys days off. So you have to manage that. Um... But it's a long season. That's why I'm glad so, I'm not an NBA uh, coach. No, I can figure that shit and I don't even know. Like I wanted to go to the NBA, but when you look back, we like, right? played thirty games in college right? and high yeah, school. I exactly. played eighty two. That's 82. triple. That's exactly. triple.
3: That's not including <laughs> the travel. The travel. The traveling. Getting into your the hotel travel. room at two o'clock yeah. in the morning and the sleeping patterns. And that's something I know is like, if you don't get enough sleep, you increase chances of injury. Yeah. yeah. So I know I'll that do it. Definitely... I'll do
2: it for a hundred million. <laughs>
3: right? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Price is right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean,
1: and we'll see. And that's again, that's where I bring it back down to, to the grassroots level. Right. Cause that's the main premise of this show is like, you know, kids, how how do we change this narrative for kids right like again i encourage my kids just have two games or not excuse me two teams and i tell you should do maybe four games max on a day if because these kids are going to do it but i I agree with two but three
2: for the championship right but i
1: I tell them listen if you're going to play you know four give yourself four games max right like and obviously hopefully get some rest in between like get a you know if you have a 9 a.m game and a 11 a.m. game. Well, that's true. You do a rest. A- you a- know a- what a- I mean. The and then, yeah, right. you know, go do a couple afternoon games and then be done. You know. But right. again, it's I don't know. It's a fine line. I'm just curious, you guys' thoughts on that one.
3: Ten games is
1: crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. <ten laughs> crazy. Ten games crazy. I have kids that do that, man. Well, well when
2: I coach, yeah. I, I say two games because when I coach my Lions team, yeah. Um, after the third, after the second game, yeah, the third game, they're <laughs> not we're not rotating on defense right. we're not we're not playing basketball the right yeah. way so mm-hmm. what's the point of even playing basketball yeah, if exactly. we're not playing the right way right. Like, right you guys aren't hustling hard in transition yeah. you're not hustling back on defense it literally becomes roll the ball out let's have a layup line right. Right. And, and and now we're just we're not getting any better right like yeah. we're not we're, yeah we're conditioning but now we're like, our bodies are hurting. So it's like, like you said, it's counterproductive. Yeah, exactly. So so go home and rest, you yes. know what I mean? Or get some shots up. I'd rather yes. you go over there and get some shots up on the side court yes. versus running up and down like halfway playing. No, I agree. You know what I mean? And, and then just developing bad habits because yeah. you're tired and you're lazy and your back hurts. So, right. so you're developing bad habits. and yeah. But you're having success because it's AAU and it's the third game of the day or the right. fourth game of the day. So yeah. nobody's playing hard. Everybody's exactly. tired and hurting. But I mean, some of those tournaments, they do play hard. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. But I'm just talking about, you know, the normal the typical, average right, local right. one. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's, it's such a balancing act. And, of course, there's no definitive answer. You right. just try to manage it yeah. in our respective fields as much as we possibly can. I think, um, I do, you know, there's so many. <laughs> at this point, there's so many AAU programs. There's so many, um, quote-unquote, basketball coaches, right? And what, what kills me is um, – it's like it's an arms race for all these kids, Man. you know everybody you know, everybody wants the best kids everybody and and it's crazy to me because I, I again, I know you deal with the negative talk on your side of being a high school coach. you deal with your negative talk on the side of being a trainer. I'm, and I definitely know I deal with my negative talk as far as being a director and a, a AAU coach, and it's real funny, one thing I've recurrently heard when it comes to a lot of my teams is, you know, I I get elite kids. I just get these elite kids, um, especially you when do. I've heard this guy. <laughs> you do, he does. He
2: always has the best team. You know? <laughs> and it's like,
1: it's funny because nobody knew who Jaden Hurtado was or Matthew Schroeder was or – Benny Najomo or any of you know uh Trevor Allstead or any nobody knew these kids when I had them in 6th grade, 7th right, right. grade, 8th grade. You know, I mean nobody nobody knew who they were Keandre Burns or any any of these kids, Nathan Kent like I got him as these D-level, yeah. C-level, yeah, right, just right. figuring out. Matt was a power forward for me when he first started. Matthew Schroeder was a power forward wow, for me. Now he became a shooting guard at Whitney. Wow, like, yeah. you, you know, know what I mean? Get a bucket match. Right, was, get a bucket match, right? Exactly. Player, That's what I'm like. And and if people knew the investment and the work and all yeah. you have to do to pour into these kids to help create yeah. what they see. Now, again, I'm not saying I created them. No, I said right. I help right. in the process to create the player you see in front of you. Right. And it's just um, –
2: Well, they see the shiny object. They don't right. see the –
1: you're the yeah. behind-the-curtains guy. Right, They right. don't see
2: what y'all do in the lab over there. You nah. know what I mean? You're the behind-the-curtains guy. <laughs> but yeah, it matters.
1: That's that's why I just – it's it's so interesting in this basketball climate and culture now. But I, I, I don't know. Will, will it change? Probably yes and no to a degree. I I would – I know for me I, I would like to always advocate for – things being done the right way mm-hmm. right like that's why I, I love the way you teach the game and and like you said you said a lot of the the things that i knew you would say which is you want to teach them to to pass and cut I, I saw this one meme i think you shared it and i think you shared it too i think i might have stole it from you or you, uh-huh. you but they were talking about in march madness you don't see a lot of dude, uh, dudes doing iso ball mm-hmm. where you see guys passing and cutting and yeah. moving the ball and taking a good shot it's like mm-hmm. it's like damn why and and you've Tell these kids this. It's it's so crazy to me because we played collegiate basketball. We know college coaches. Guys around our age aren't college coaches, right? Some yeah. of the some of our peers that renew and stuff and prep school coaches and whatnot. And no matter how much we could preach this to the kids, I mean we could say coaches are looking for guys who play defense, who pass and cut, who take charges, who set good screens, who are great teammates, who have great body language. We preach this all day. And they still look at us like we don't know what we're talking about. Right, right. <laughs> it's, the, yeah. it's the craziest thing to me. It's I, funny. I laugh at it. Right? Them, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, you, you could say, like, do you, do you understand I got a chance to do what you're trying to do? Right. And you think I'm wrong.
2: But I, I break it down to them and I ask them because we're all players. So you know if you're doing like a, if you do a crossover and you do a step back and you spin move and you're off balance and you feel kind of weird and the defenders all yeah. in you and you're shooting an off court off balance yeah. shot, you can feel that feels yeah. kind of weird, right? Yeah. Or versus you come down, you swing the ball, swing the ball, swing yeah. the ball, it comes back to you, you shoot the shot yeah. like that. You're in rhythm. That felt right. good, didn't right. that feel good? Right. It's like it's like golf when you swing. I play I play golf. You know when you <laughs> swing the golf ball and you hit a perfect shot, yeah. like the club does the work for you. You yeah. feel that. Right. You know I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. But if you're up there and you're trying to hit a home run and yeah. you're trying to do too much, it feels awkward. Yeah. Like you don't feel. Yeah. And the same with basketball. If you feel awkward and you feel like that didn't feel like what I was
1: supposed to do, yeah.
2: then you probably wasn't supposed to do it.
1: Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, do you think that's because of highlight culture?
4: Um,
3: yeah, for sure. I feel social media is a big part of all of this. You yeah, know what I'm saying like yeah. we didn't have social media the way the kids have it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could go on my phone right now before I go to bed and see some dope highlight and be like, oh, I'm going to do this in practice. <laughs> right. you know
4: but
2: that
3: kid lost by 30
2: points. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he had
4: four points. No, there's exactly. four highlights. That's, exactly. what, I, that's exactly. what I say. Yo. I
2: say play winning basketball yes. because when you win, that's the best highlight. Yep. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's the win I mean. is the best highlight. Yep. Um, and then you get your highlights after that. Yes. And then when you play the right way, you you're going to get the highlights. Yes, They're yes. going to come. I preached that to my kids. Like, Kendall, he always wanted to dunk. So he would chase dunks. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And not not, not not, to the point where he's out the scheme, not right, the system, right, but he's, right. dunk, he's dunk hunting. Right, right. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So I was like, Kendall, you don't have to duck hunt. You know what I mean you yeah. can they'll literally just play hard play good yeah, defense yeah. trap the guy he'll give you the yeah, ball yes and, and then you'll dunk get the it. You'll go dunk the ball you go get know it. what I mean exactly um and, and he he did it he, I mean he's a great coachable kid and he had I don't know how many dunks he had I don't know if there's a sack high record for dunks in a year <laughs> but he probably broke it this dude was mm, every time you looked up and, <laughs> mm,
1: you <know. laughs> I um well I guess my well this is the last part I wanted to get your take on and just kind of talk about it in general and me and Mark, we, we're currently talk about this on the show because obviously this is the engine of what makes a lot of this go is um, parents, mm-hmm. right? Parents um, uh, being crazy, um, some parents being very supportive. Um, you know, ha- I want to try to question or frame this question the right way. But when parents, when you have parents that are doing the right thing, when it comes to their, their kid and, and I, when I don't and make this clear, it's not, you can't do a wrong thing in terms of your kid, but I'm just meaning in terms of the sport of basketball. Right. And the biggest part I mean is letting you do your job, letting me do my job, letting you do your job. Um, How, how much easier does that make your job?
2: <laughs> um, Well, it's funny. So let me start by saying this because I was a parent. I am a parent right, and my right. son did play and right. I've, so I wore kind of both the hats, all the hats or whatever. But I was a, I, w- I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want a parent like me. So I wouldn't want to, w- like, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't right. want a parent like me on, on my team because right. I was a tough parent. I demanded things like, but I knew what I was talking about. I questioned right. Like I mean, you were cool. I barely yeah, yeah, said anything. Yeah, I barely yeah, said anything yeah, to Chris because yeah. we see the game the same way. Right, right. But some of these other coaches, I even asked like, Hey, let me join your staff. Let me, you know what I mean? Like literally <laughs> I come to practice and run their practice for them because yeah. this thing. "Quote unquote, good enough for right, me." Right, and come This is before I even had all this coaching experience or a champion, but I'm a champion, so <laughs> clearly I know what I'm talking about a little bit, right? So you should have listened to me back then. You know who you are, uh, but no, <laughs> but that's funny. But but so I, I so I understand the parents a little bit more. I know, right. I, not a little bit more, but I know where they're coming from. I feel like I know what it's like to be that passionate, emotional parent who's only thinking about their kid in a sense you know what i mean or or trying to trying to so i so i understand it so i I tend to give parents a little bit of break that's why i talk to them a little Mm -hmm. bit more and communicate with them because i I feel like i know where they're coming from um but in the same breath like yeah it makes my job easier when you trust me yeah you know and and one one parent i I broke it down to him and and, then he would text me every game after something bad happened and i'm like look man we won 25 games this year and won a section championship you don't text me after we win you only you don't text me and say good job coach Right. Hey, that was a great game. I love the yes. sub you made when you put my boy in yeah. and we won the game. You don't right. say that. Of course you only not. say you only say, Why'd you take my son out in that in that situation? Right. Or, Why'd you do this? You only question me. You don't never text me and praise. I don't like I get all these texts from these parents and but, but you got and, and I called them out. Yeah. Like, y'all don't text me and praise me. Yeah. And say good say job. Good job, coach. coach. Yeah. 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 We won twenty-five no. games. Right. We won twenty-five games. No. Yeah. And y'all only got something negative to say. Yeah. Like, where's the positive love? Welcome you know, to like, coach. Yeah, I know. But then they started doing it. Hey, hey coach, I just <laughs> want to say good job. But that's good you called him out. No, no, and I appreciate it because you can always focus on the good. You can always focus on the bad. You know what I mean? But like you said, it makes my job so much easier when you focus on the good. Right. Because I tell them to like, I told them, this is my first year coaching. I told my kids right. all the time. I got a 17-year-old daughter. I tell her, like, I, I've never had a 17-year-old daughter before. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and next year you'll be 18. I never had an 18-year-old right, daughter. Right. I don't yeah, know what I'm doing. Out, right. I'm fig- this is my first year coaching, fellas. We're all we're all in this together. We're riding together. I tell the parents, too, like, hey, my bad. I might have made a mistake right, right. there, but I'll, I'll get better with it. But see, you, know you don't understand I mean? the fact yeah. you're man
1: enough to say something like that. Because right. a lot of coaches aren't. You know what I mean? A lot of coaches yeah. are give yourself. Well, maybe for not that. next year because I'm yeah, a champion. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So. Now the ego takes yeah, over, I right? Know the
2: ego, like I'm gonna come in a whole new man next year. Like no, can't nobody tell me nothing. Like y'all want a
3: section championship?
2: Do my way. Exactly. Nah, I'm,
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, what, and what about you, Mark, on your end? I mean, you obviously deal with parents to a certain capacity too. Um, so
3: I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I always with what I do. You know, if I have a new client or a new parent, like I, I tell them right up up front. Like if we're gonna do this long term, if I'm here to help you guys develop, because even like for me, it's not it's not just about the basketball, like it's the life skills. Because in order to maximize anybody's potential, you have to understand them. And I tell all the parents, like you guys raised your kids, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I have to. They have to trust me, so I can learn their personalities to get the best out of them. So that's right off the front, you know, right right off the bat. Like this is how I do things. This is how I'm gonna do things with your kid. And if you're I like to collaborate with my parents. You know what I'm saying? And, and if it. they're able to do that, then their kid is going to be good. If they're not, then we're not going to be able to get to that potential. So I always try to, like, you know, right off the bat, you know, like I said, I've been I've been doing the training thing for the last five years. Has gotten to a point now because of certain kids and some success, you know what I'm saying, that, they shouldn't really say anything you know what I'm saying just like yeah. you you a champion you know yeah. what I'm saying i like well I helped this kid he went D1 and these are the, this is the blueprint yeah. right, right follow the blueprint you're if right. you go out the blueprint then you it's not going to work so I just I just go right right off the bat like this is what we got this is what I do this is how I do things that's it
1: if not there's a lot of trainers out here you're right, <laughs> right. you're right you're absolutely you know? right so. no and that's this is all great stuff well with that being said we're going to come to a close but Matt much appreciate you being here man yes, Like it, you did you did a great job um, I, I want to do a few quick shout outs real quick uh, Shout out to Dwayne um, At PHPS uh, I, I had I addressed The whole back thing so shut up Calling me a hypocrite because he talking about I got a couple whole backs on my 16 you I said Dude I told you high school <laughs> level <laughs> Is different get get High get school em. level <laughs> is different than Eighth grade and below so shut up Dwayne I got I, I got you on that one Um also shout out to um coaches corner ig um they they did they, they made you they uh the voted year. you coach, yeah, of, the coach hey. of the year and yeah. i just got blown up with this uh um top 10 wins, influential yeah. aau yeah. Yeah. director so i yeah. did not he i, I was know. at ups and next thing i know i saw it there and i wanted to That's say cool. hey man thank you for that um much appreciated and uh you know, shout out to Coach Mike at Vanden, Coach Fred at Endercom. Um, I've talked to you guys recently. Just appreciate you guys. Mark, glad, happy you're back here. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. He's, he's he's been ghost, man, but that's just because he's working. So I appreciate it, man. But um, Matt, you got any last closing words real quick um, or anything?
2: Just again, appreciate you guys, man. It's been a lot of fun. I feel like I feel like I'm big time now. I'm in the studio. <laughs> like I said, I'm a fan. They got me here. I told him like he finally invited me. I've been trying to get on the show, man. So I guess they, they want winners on the so you gotta be a winner to get here no I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. but no I appreciate you guys having me man you know much respect I appreciate what you guys are doing for the community as always As much love much respect like you my big bro I look up to and everything that you've been doing Um, so just thank you for having me on the show man much all love all good man congrats
1: and, uh, again congrats thank you absolutely and I appreciate everybody who's tuning in please again uh, shout out to my sponsors make sure you guys check them out as well um, oops let me get my sound there we go That's my last sound in Please check out my sponsors as well. Links for everything will be in description. Links to the video we just watched will also be in the description. Um, again, everybody be safe out there. Take care of your bodies. Love this game of Hoop. Um, hopefully I keep being able to bring out good content to you. I love having my guys here. Mark, when he's here and he's available, just um, please follow Matt. I'll have links to his IG and all that good stuff for you. Um, do the HBO special help a brother out hit the subscribe and like that would be great and uh, we are out